0: take a trip, to cop out, to groove, the psychedelic check on the record albums have their own influence.
1: This is a special question. <laughs> we don't want you to smoke genetically butterfly ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. Why do you, want you to smoke the natural? Herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it, it media, Some call it lamb's bread, lamb's bread. And some people
2: some call it Welcome to another edition of the Adam Dunn Show I am your host Adam Dunn And I am joined in the studio actually by human beings this week This is a truly an epic thing Normally it's just me Lonely But we got KTI joining us hey. To bring us all the greatest and latest and crappy news out there and also just putting the show together yeah. being the intern that he is this guy puts it all together see tom we're like a one-man show each and we have to do it all so and we have tom salter in the house Happy uh, to be here. many many of you are like who the hell is tom salter well hey. we're gonna explain i've been wondering for years <laughs> and he's been wondering for years um <coughs> basically whenever i have a chance to talk to somebody who's a good old friend of mine and he's in town and we got a friday involved he's coming on the show so this time it's tom you never know that's what keeps the show interesting too because it all comes to back to weed generally anyway so it's not like tom's a a virgin in the weed world he's not necessarily a grower he's not necessarily like that weedy guy that we normally would have on the show that just you know lives and breathes and talks weed all day long but after we've had a nice discussion, I'm sure everybody will agree, probably the mo- literally the most interesting man in the world sometimes. Like, guy, like you know, that we saw with the beard, this guy's stories, blow my story. People like my stories, they think my stories are good. I listen to him, and I go, fuck, get him on the show. Don't I, even it's start. A, don't it's even a, start. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
3: Go <laughs> ahead. No, I was going to say, it's just I happen to be older. So mm-hmm. that's how you get a few extra experiences
2: but on the way. But what's interesting enough about it is... And i always thought about this as myself and you've probably kind of seen it from a different side but we we we're sort of similar in the sense that we're like the forest gumpy kind of characters where as you tell a story you start to people go like wait a minute you were there and you're like yeah i was there and you tell the story and it just doesn't seem anything weird to you because you were experiencing it but to other people it's like whoa i heard about that you know what i mean and you were definitely there <laughs> a lot of things that were really cool at the time period when people dream of now, because you can never go back in, well, maybe one day, but we can't go back in time at this particular moment in time. So, Well, we, I won't go all the way back in time. No, but we, can, but we can live vicariously through people that are still around that were there to experience all this stuff. And that's kind of what this show's, I think, going to end up being like. Well, it's obviously
3: connected to the wonderful fact that you're in Colorado and uh, this stuff has been illegal most of my life. Yeah, in most parts of the world where I was. Well,
2: the photo that we posted because we posted a photo from the from Ace's online for everybody to see, the true happy expression in your face because it was like that was you getting to see some cannabis, uh, you know, close up. Oh and then yeah. And then what you could see on the picture was that that is a true smile. There was no no <laughs> doubt about it. There wasn't like a pose even required. It wasn't like, hey Tom, I'm taking a photo. Do you need to give? It? it was like turned Happens. turned around gleaming because <laughs> you got a chance to see some plants uh in full action here which is you know sometimes and that's the crazy thing too is like living in amsterdam i used to like get to experience that all the time like people coming for the first time and seeing a plant and they were like whoa this is crazy it was like life experience like like life-changing experience and then uh same things happening here in colorado now because a lot of people coming from out of state or i hadn't
3: seen plants that size I mean usually you're trying to bring it to bud. Yeah. And <laughs> well, no, we went possible. a little yeah, well those were all
2: our vegging outdoor things this year that were a little out of control, but
3: oh, it's okay. It's very impressive.
2: Good out of control, yeah. No, they were only in seven gallon pots and they were about three people around, you know, holding hands and could barely touch it. So it was like kinda like, Oh my god. But it was all microbes. Have to think microbe life for keeping everything alive on those Damn. things because those have been literally fed nothing but Millennium and Microbe Life, and they're just killing it. So it's seven gallon, that's awesome. Yeah, it was like ridiculous, to the point where we we're all like, well, but you know, the one thing that's cool is when you're mm-hmm. taking plants out of a place, they're so naturally designed to do that. You can just, as long as you reverse it and pull it out the right way, <laughs> you're fine. But uh was amazing. We're like, how are you going to get this out the door? You know, and I was like, no, 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 no it's fine. It I remember
3: living with a friend in Hawaii, and he was growing it in like a little suburban... Thing, but they were large plots, a couple of uh, acres, I suppose, and growing it was fine. It, it, all that, the biggest problem was drying it.
2: Because oh, it's so moist you, there.
3: Well, you you could smell it from oh, the yeah. end of a like a hundred yard drive. So It was.
2: Uh, yeah, Hawaii is. Uh, I mean, it's a be- It's it, it's kind of like depends on what side of the island you're on. Because if you're on the one side it's going to be dry if you're on the other side it's going to be super wet like there's some people who just you know they have a hundred and whatever inches of rain a, day, a year or something they're like nah you what? can't really find it. it won't go moldy there You know they, get... they just stopped the sugar industry
3: in Maui which was kind of an ugly way to treat plants they let them die off and then they set fire to them and that was the way they made the sugar and then mm-hmm. that would create a lot of really bad air and you're in uh, on an island in the middle of the Pacific, and uh, it, it was bad. So they've stopped it now. So there's this whole island uh, wondering what to grow or what not to do. And all I could think of is Maui Waui, But uh, yeah, great, they know. won't, of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's still growing there, though. Isn't there?
2: Yeah, uh, no. And it, it's great to see those kind of industries, uh, you know, leave that space because it opens up the door. To hemp, that's gonna. People are now putting big campaigns in for that. Um, actually, a friend of ours from uh, Island Hempware. Remember back at our store in Amsterdam, we had those uh, Hawaiian shirts. I think. Yeah, did yeah. you get one in the end? Did Just we? Probably. I think we got yeah. you one of those back in the day. We had the, the cannabis going up the thing. Um, but those guys were on Kauai, and the uh, the dad the the, the the it was a couple, and the the guy's uh, mom was the senator there. And she just, I mean, they've been fighting on this thing for years, but they just passed a hemp bill there, so they're going to start growing hemp uh, in Hawaii, which is pretty, so, so that would be, like, the great opening right it's, there, where it's like, okay, well, we have all this sugar cane that... They've already be- started
3: talking about the growing of the hemp. I mean, I wasn't, I was only there for a few days last week,
2: so... Um, but it was interesting. Uh, What's happening there? I mean, there's definitely um, more. There's a couple of conventions now going on there a year. But it's almost always on a Wahoo, which kind of like is less exciting for me to go to. I'd rather go to Maui or Big Island or Kauai or something. Well,
3: Kauai in many ways is the most beautiful the nicest weather. But uh, Maui is the one I've always gone to.
2: And Maui's definitely where the – it's more stoner-friendly. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> the one island which uh, – seems to attract a lot of horticulturalists yeah <laughs> <laughs> lots but at the same time at the same time it got it's getting pretty conservatively and yeah, bought yeah. out no, by everybody no. like zuckerberg and oprah bought the entire islands and like, that, they keep buying up those places Did you see what he did in Kauai? no like he he sued the locals or something like that for you know, i was like kind of like what you know like to try to get their land and stuff he's just like not a, good, not a good move to come and sue the ent- entire island of Hawaii. No. Not Hawaii, but of Kauai. But
3: when you've got lots of money, I guess you think you can buy everybody, you mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Well, it's happening now, isn't it? No, we won't talk politics, <laughs> that's
2: fine. See, so I, I already knew that spring Hills Jack would be all over. He's you like, know, oh, Carnaby Street, right? Oh, this is the Grestery. So we're well, going to get into all that. We're going to get into all that. Well,
3: well, be- well with Carnaby Street, I, I opened my first store, shop there mm-hmm. in 63. Mm-hmm. So, um, and between then and probably <coughs> early 70s was when it was really swinging. 67, 68 was uh, when you thought you could do
2: no wrong. I th- I thought this is what business was like. It was my... So, so um, everybody was opening up little like uh, fashion kind of spots or was it like... Clothing, mostly? Well, it was yeah.
3: mostly... It started off men's clothing, and mm-hmm. then they added women's. And I'd opened um, an interior decorating shop there in the middle of it all. Mm. And uh, Keep it simple, right? Just like <coughs> well, I, I wasn't thinking about that. I was w- wanting somewhere to do this, and mm-hmm. I was going to do it. Anyway, John Stevens, who was the guy that really started Carnaby Street, was a friend of mine, and he said, open one here. So I did, and it got so busy... We had to have a guy on the door uh, s- it wouldn't allow any more people in the shop until some came out and it was like that most of the boutiques and the street was packed and um, it was exciting but in retrospect uh, I, at the time you kind of, sort of well, this is business this is how it's supposed
2: to be and was it like uh, was it like was it people was it like because it was a new thing a kind of a new vibe was it like a- Real money coming in out of the gate, or was it like something where you had to like kind of roll with it for a bit? Or well, all the rock stars and
3: everybody else they had to come down there and Mm -hmm. get their clothes made and so forth. So the crowds got so big, I couldn't do the interior decorating, so I just made like gifts and and what was the name of the shop? Gear, gear Gear of Carnaby Street, Uh and oh, and also kids in gear, which was children's clothes, but we made. The same dress for the mother and the daughter, all, all that stuff, which was right, very clever in those days,
2: <laughs> years ago, right. And then, and then mm-hmm. Carnaby Street also became more like after that. It became sort of epicenter of that little fashion change and music and things like that. Or what was it?
3: Well, you get very involved with the music business, obviously. Yeah. I mean, um, which is where I eventually g- became more involved with music business mm-hmm. because. Uh, John Morris, this friend of mine, an American guy, had come to England and opened the Rainbow Theater. Right. Which uh, was bringing all the big bands in. And um,
2: This is also around 62, 63, or um, is it a little later?
3: This is a bit later. Mm-hmm. This was um, more to the towards the 70s. But mm-hmm. the, In fact, I got involved, I think, in 72. Right. Which was... Um, the um, John had asked me if I could give some money to the uh, business because I guess in those days I had money, right. but I, and, and I could also read a balance sheet and said, you know, you can't possibly make it work. You have the the who on the weekend, and then you've got everybody's wages to pay until you can get another big band, and uh, it's very hard to do.
2: Sure. So, in and, it's end, a, and it's like I mean. I mean, now it's still the same as obviously hard, you know, production's always hard. But back then, it was also, uh, you know, the biggest thing going right at that moment. Right? Well, I
3: mean. he'd been working for Bill Graham mm-hmm. and uh, sort of came over to do that. And when he left, a uh, record company took it over, and um, and his big thing was... Uh, he didn't want to stop because he had a band coming. So I said, "Well, d- could you put the band somewhere else?" So, uh, well, yeah, we could put them at Wembley, and um, and it was the Grateful Dead. So uh, that's how I, got. <laughs> I went into the music business at the deep end.
2: Right, just jumped in hard at that <coughs> point. Yeah, and uh, <coughs> I mean. Not to go straight into the dead, because I knew that. Gotta that go straight be, into the dead. I mean, we knew that was going to be the, 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 the what? Ears perking up because, um, you know, obviously Spring Hill Jack and the guys like that in England, they know what's up with Carnaby Street. They knew that that was the, the hot spot. When when the dead actually arrived, in, that was in 71, right? You think, or?
3: The, no, uh, or 71. well, tour Ro- was Rock Scully came over the year before. Mm-hmm. He was the one that talked me into it, really. Right. And... um uh, the the, t- the tour we put on was the tour of Europe and that was 72.
2: Yeah, and this is interesting because like, you know, that's I mean, every every tour, especially every European tour is super iconic with the Dead, just because like, I think also 93, there was another tour in Amsterdam yeah. and, and, and that's when I started my company and I remember that, just the vibe of people coming through and uh, I mean, I wasn't paying attention because I was doing the same as you, had my shop open up but i I remember your shot one. <laughs> but the vibe but the vibe happened it came through you know, and uh, yeah I can imagine like what, what, what did what, what did England think of the dead when they showed up that year were they kind of oh
3: I mean it was a mass, they, massive response really? all, all the time but it was just um, I, I had sort of been around rock and roll to some degree but it was the family aspect of the dead that appealed to me and I uh, just got so involved but um that 72 tour i've seen subsequently is you know classed as the sound because they were recording the whole tour mm-hmm. as one of the best they have at the moment and they were selling some special deal on them i, I didn't get
2: one but <laughs> yeah they got that 72 album yeah i know yeah, should yeah. Have. now wonderful. if you think now, ice cream. all these all these classic like damn should have, should have been grabbing those well
3: some of the photographs were taken at my house the, the, in the brochure that went with the album and because this was what i told you before i call, oh, right. called my delusions of grandeur period so i sure i had a stately we all have home. we all have them yeah had a stately home in england that's like i'm having one now you've got to be <laughs> An aristocrat and inherit it, and all. Anyway, I was able to do a deal with the National Trust. And it was um, set in 20 acres with a moat round it, formal gardens, gardeners, the whole deal. And we invited the whole of the Grateful Dead down for the weekend, and all the road crew, and about 40 people came. And um, it, it uh, was quite interesting for the neighbours. <laughs>
2: And this place that you had was just like a ridiculous, like had a moat and everything. Is this the place of the moat? Well, yeah.
3: Well, it yeah. dated originally from, well, it, God knows when, uh, 900. But uh, it was, the, what was left was partly Georgian and various older bits, about 10 bedrooms. And everybody stayed in the, in the house. And um, I, I lived like this for a few years during this whole Comedy <laughs> Street insanity. Right. We sold the tickets for, this, for some of the uh, shows from the shops in Carnaby Street.
2: Yeah, so it was just like uh, the pretty much the the, the hot scene from th- what? And that was you know, up to about 72, 73? Or how much longer did it go? How much longer did Carnaby for you have? Uh, well, well
3: I, I did a 74 tour, but uh, I, that was, um, I didn't have John Morris, my. Partner that really made everything work, all I did was end did the entertaining he He actually did the nuts and bolts and got all the road crew but the, then again, the dead had a lot of their own people so which were t- traveling with them but by seventy four some of the uh, less kind drugs had got involved, and we all were a bit um, yeah it seems Not quite like it's, as
1: efficient
2: it seems like the uh, it seems like the uh, the overall consensus pretty much and this is internationally too i mean it seems like Europe here everywhere was just like right around the seventy four time period it all kind of got ugly and <coughs> things got weird and it's like the, the party was over at that point <laughs> in a sense i mean the party never really stops but
3: I, I guess I didn't quite know the party was over, but in retrospect, yes.
2: Um, okay, so before we go down this rabbit hole any further, because I know that we can and uh, we will, let's uh, do quick shout-outs to all sponsors so that we don't get lost because they got to pay the bills. And if we don't talk about them, then they have no reason to pay me, right? So that's kind of like a good reason. It's one good reason to sponsor. Another good reason is that all of our sponsors are awesome. So uh, right out of the gate, we will talk about our buddies from New Millennium. Uh, they'll be on the show again soon because uh, they have... They're also representing uh, 5-8, which is spelled P-H-I-V-E-8. And it's um, a distribution company of not just New Millennium, but Playground, which is a Dutch bass line, which is awesome. And uh, uh, also for ePapillon Lights, which are now coming out with all their new range of double-endeds and 630s and 315s, and they're all looking pretty stellar. So we'll get them on real soon because I think that's all dropping in the next couple of weeks, but you can go to uh new uh, and check out their line. Like I said, all based on the uh, seasons. So keeps it real easy. And those seven foot or eight foot tall plants that were all in those seven gallon pots. Yeah. That's all they were growing is pretty much new millennium and, uh, and the uh, microbe life, which isn't an official sponsor right now, but they have f- sponsored all the ads. And they're probably going to come on board pretty soon. So, Um, Great products. Might as well represent everybody out there. And all uh, these guys are online. You can check them out and see if they're available where you are. Their coverage is not huge at the moment, but they are in Cali, and they are on the East Coast, and Rhode Island, and a few other places. So get online, check them out, and inspire your shop to bring them in. And our friends over at what are you clicking on? I got to see what you're clicking. I can't talk. Right out of the. Oh, seeds are now. Uh, seeds
1: are now. Seeds are now. Seeds here now. now seeds here now. Seeds here now, now. now. There you go. That was our now. heavy
2: metal version. <laughs> intro. Remix. <laughs> As you see, exclusive North American distributor of my own company, THCs. But also, you can check out their auction site, which is Seedaholics, and uh, see what they got available. There's all sorts of crazy things. We also had, uh, we had the uh, auction last week for uh, Buck Russell, which they we're, were crushing it. They did really good on that, so yeah, it was good to see all that, that, and I'm glad that they were, helped us out with that. It was awesome. They uh, also, just go to seedsiernow.com, and if you really need to get any genetics now, which is uh, why they're called Seedsier Now, because it is the time. It's springtime. You need to get pick up those new beans. You need some new genetics. You 30, in. 35 breeders, all uh, U.S.-based, and all been doing it for a while, because he doesn't bring in any on un- No newbies on there. No, that's lacking. So that's uh, you know all all under one roof, which is great because a lot of a lot of these companies have been pushing for years, and you know you had to like literally find the person at the show. Um, Now you just go to czernow.com, and it's there. And our friends from Growstone, actually trying to get in touch with Shay today. We sort of did telephone tag, but I'm gonna get them on the show soon again see what they're up to but uh stones great stuff if you need to get some drainage especially those cali people probably need some drainage because man it is a wet year this year um but yeah bottom of the pots you got the large scale ones you got the small stuff for you know mediums <clears throat> in between and the small stuff for the net nicks which keeps all your gnats out of your medium so great and it's all recycled glass which now again we're drinking all this plastic crap need glass now kti yeah this glass water is just kind of a waste yeah that's the only problem you know (laughs) yeah we need something we can smash besides my pipe um but recycled glass which is awesome so we don't run out of it just like we will with all this a lot of other and that's one thing about cannabis is the more popular it gets the more scarce some of our things are going to be that we're using to grow our cannabis and so last thing we need to do is mine all the perlite out of the perlite mountain man don't do it perlite mountain's got to survive there's only a couple of places that actually do it so it's like you know perlite mountain is diminishing <laughs> perlite mountain actually Just is diminishing it is going downhill man it's like fucking global warming uh growstone.com check them out with their they got pretty good coverage also they have a map on their site so you can check out what is available where you're at build a soil they got it too on there Of course they do. Yeah, they can. Because they're our next guy, aren't they? I'm sure they can. bam, build a soil. Um, I saw that he's also on a podcast later tonight at 7 o'clock. I think it was Pacific time. Not sure exactly what it was, but it sounded pretty cool because it was a whole bunch of different people in one. Uh, But they're also going to be on one of our shows soon because I told them. I should have had them on actually probably should have had them on this week since I didn't have anybody but Tom I could have been folding I could have been educating Tom on worms
3: this is the first time I've ever enjoyed a commercial I was able to rest okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly
2: right uh well I'll stretch it out for <laughs> you a little bit uh, but build a soil is, is like you're in a one-stop shop for any kind of amendments also for custom soil blends if you got like you know you need 30 bags you need Three hundred bags. I need thirty thousand bags. He's got you, and that's the best part about it is he can scale up. He knows what he's got, and the stuff that he can get and things he has on his shelf are all tried and true. And most of them are if you're into like no-till or any of that kind of stuff, you just, you're, you must go see him, um, and or just get online because he'll ship the stuff to you, which is awesome. It's crazy getting dirt shipped around. You know, you're just like, man, this world's crazy, dude. we're Getting on planes with dirt because you need a special dirt so you can't work with that dirt but it's true uh makes all the difference and uh you can also go to 855-877-SOIL if you want to go old school and call them on the phone or just go to buildsoil.com and they will be there for you also last but not least we got the guys over in incredibles where are they at oh yeah incredible edibles these are the best edibles right here tom this is what you want um they have got killer flavors they've got very on point uh Dosaging, so you know exactly what you got. You break off a 10 milligram piece, you got to Where's the samples? <laughs> I like no. to keep my guests half alive when they're here because these things will, by the time they end of the show, you, we'd be scraping you up off, you know, we'd be shoveling you down, picking you up. So, uh, but at the same time, they are consistent, which is the most important thing I think when it comes to edibles. And well, besides flavor, of course, they got and they got both those things down. On top of that, they've got um, great extracts which you can pick up um, locally if they're made with the product from the shop it'll be your gold label uh, and if it's a black label it will be there in-house super awesome flame 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 flavors and then you can get the pens also from them which are all made uh, super clean' it's got great chirping profile and if you can get that orange soda and stuff you can pick it up Incredibles I com is the website and you can check out store finder and then you'll know exactly where uh, shop is near you ba ding ba boom those were the commercials <laughs> and on top of that um it is official now that the um emerald cup is now being announced and they're doing it's called the uh county count Cantab- F- C- F- county fair there you go see i got all confused out oh, in what's crazy is i got all confused because i was like mm-hmm. you know doing my late night surfing online looking at stuff that was weedy and going what the hell are these fucking guys doing Stole their idea, and I was like, I thought they stole it's on it on the river, it looks like it's on, <laughs> on the same place. And then all of a sudden, I noticed that the logo I was like, the logo's the same, dude. These guys are totally risk. And then I was like, from the producers of the Emerald Cup, so um, yeah, we're in negotiation. We're still, <laughs> we were, we announced Adzi, we're definitely still announcing it, but it's tough because Cali's got all crazy laws and stuff. Gotta get, gotta, oh, we rules got to get rules they got rules now all of a sudden oh. they're like wait we got rules they're like what so we gotta figure this all out but it is being officially announced which is awesome and i think in a little while about another i don't know hour or so we're gonna have uh, michelle from dope magazine gonna join us and chit chat and do some dabs or whatever and talk about the dope cup which is coming up here in colorado i think it's like the entries are by June 9th, which is only like, what, 12 days away or something like that. So she's going to come down and give us all the parameters, what people need to do if they want to enter it. And, uh, yeah. So we're going to have that in a little bit. And then we got Kyle's been just itching to tell us all this great news that he knows uh, about, about all the news, it, he forgot know? about it. There's only one big one, right? You know? Once one big one. Give us one big one. Um... Uh, it's the uh, I can't remember. so Ooh, big like, no, Matt, Matt Trump <laughs> did something stupid. No study finds uh, mushrooms are the safest recreational drug, and uh, it, you know, as we were discussing earlier, it's probably excluding cannabis, but, yeah, because uh, cannabis, I think they don't even consider that a drug anymore, right? I mean, they shouldn't, it should be just like that's an herb, it's not. A it real. hasn't
3: Terrence McKenna been. Talk to us about mushrooms for years and years.
2: Yeah. I mean, he takes enormous amounts of mushrooms. Like, to the point where he's... Not anymore. No, he did, I should say. Sorry. But he... uh, Yeah, his whole thing was if you didn't start with, like, seven or eight or nine grams, you're just, like, the biggest pussy ever. You had to, like, start out of the gate, like, triple dose. Yeah, and hang out in the dark by yourself. Well,
3: he had a theory that uh, something, like, along the lines the people followed the cattle the cattle are, are pooping and the mushrooms are growing up out of that and uh, the women suddenly started choosing the men rather than the strongest like most animals mm-hmm. so <laughs> that's one of his the theories aid. about how humanity changed when the women started um, choosing who they were going to uh, have sex with and uh, as opposed to the biggest guy in the beating everybody up so he got the women I mean it's Mm an interesting thought I thought
2: there you go well that's one of those things we want to delve into we want these weird we want interesting thoughts we want to uh, so so as far as mushrooms go I'm always a little bit like amazed like back in Amsterdam when we were selling mushrooms out of our shop and you know there was a time period where I would literally pack up like two or three pounds of dried mushrooms like before the morning like and be sold out by three o'clock you know what i mean because it's just that easter weekend or something crazy and everybody's there and they're just lighting up and it was like you could prove that it was the safest drug just then because we hardly ever had anybody come back and say they had a bad time or they had you know and, and, and you'd think when you give this many amount of psychedelics this many people and they go out into like crazy land which is amsterdam you know it's not conducive to like You know, everybody would end up going to the Vondel Park or something, which is cool. You know, it's still a park. It's still in the middle of a city. And the minute you take mushrooms, you know that. You're not like, oh, I'm in the middle of nowhere. You're like, no, I'm in the fucking middle of a city. And you can feel it. It's like, you know. It it was
3: the first hallucinogenic that I took, which was, Mm -hmm. but it was Was psilocybin. The the tiny ones. It wasn't the actual mushrooms. It was some... Mm. I don't know. Was I, it,
2: okay, so it was. Uh, psilis, they have the psilocybin, but they also have the. Silicin. Silicin, which is kind of harder in a way. In a weird it was way. one
3: of the best trips I've ever had in my oh. life, and that's a few lifetimes ago.
2: Yeah.
3: I, it was in my stately home mm-hmm. in the winter, covered mm-hmm. in snow, and a friend also took some, um, and my daughter, who didn't know we'd taken anything, wanted to go outside. So I went out in the snow with her and we walked all over the property, I don't know, for hours. And she, she still remembers it to this day. She said, you would only go out for five minutes. <laughs> right. <laughs> and we, we uh, I, I'm, I, I have no idea of time, but. Right, well that's the thing is I mean. It, she, as a child, See,
2: she must have got a contact higher. Made though. you a I better pa- see mushrooms. Make you a better parent time. than yeah. at that point. You're like uh, yeah. you'll go out in the snow with no shoes on for three hours with your kid and be like, this uh, well, is great. Uh,
3: I can talk about my badness as a parent because yeah, we
2: well, ended up with okay kids. So. Well, my children are grandparents. <laughs> yeah, now they're grandparents. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> you never would have thought that you you would be the. Now you're the great-grandparent, no?
3: Well, it's actually, um, one of the things you find out very quickly is that the body falls apart quite easily. And so um, uh, you have to find ways of doing it, whether it's yoga, tai chi, dieting, all that stuff. Mind you, I was thinking about dieting as I was having really crispy bacon this morning. Right,
2: right. (laughs) Yeah, but you're doing really good. I mean, most people... uh, you know, there's a lot of people at your age that don't even move around enough. And that's the main thing, is just moving. Keep moving. You know, I think if you're like uh I think that's where some people uh fail is that they, they start to slow down to the point where they're instead of instead of just going and doing it, they're like stop and sit and sort of like all of a sudden it's two hours later and they're in front of their T V and they're like, Oh well, I guess I'll forget, you know, and then that's and that's the thing is just keep active. Well and, then there's uh, all
3: the things you can, can add. add years. Definitely you know, add years. I mean I walk around, see people, and they've got breathing apparatus. They're this. They're in the mm-hmm. wheelchairs, and you start to feel very lucky and very grateful to um, still be walking
2: around. Sure. Um, <coughs> so, so uh, in the beginning, so you were you, after London. Did you like uh, venture out early, or did you kind of just run run that town for a while? Was, what was
3: it? Well, I kind of. Um, used up my spa- my time in London and um, I didn't think about it that way but uh, some friends had started going to some group doing meditation and s- so they sort of kind of f- took forced me to go there in a way and I saw there was a lot of cute looking girls sitting there so I thought, what, what could I lose?
0: That'll keep you young.
3: Uh, well, and it on. certainly... Um, Changed everything. It didn't change my view on hallucinogenics and uh, mm-hmm. uh, medical drugs or whatever they're called now. Um,
1: uh,
3: but I suddenly discovered other stuff, you know, that you, you, c- you can keep the body in a, b- a better shape. Because everybody's going, like, I can't do it like I did when I was 20, sort of thing. But right. You can um, average it out better.
2: Sure. And, and I mean, I think the. The key is to, to not, I mean, one one of the things is interesting. I, mean, I don't know how you were when you were younger, but I never thought about it. And I still don't. I'm like the worst when it comes. Like, don't ever go to me for uh, how to take care of your body thing. Even though I eat good food, I still don't really exercise. And I don't, you know, I think, ah, you know, I'll do that when I need to in a sense. And at this point in my life, I'm like, eh, yeah. 48. So I'm like. Huh, maybe I should try some of that exercise stuff. That might work. But then I'm like so out of I – I talk about it with this kid I know, Andy, the one that you met. And Andy's like, you know, he, he knows everything about nutrition when it comes to like a bodybuilder mentality, you know what I mean, how to build muscle and do this. And, and I'm just like, dude, I have no idea what you're even talking about. It's like me talking about just, weed to other people, you know. You're
3: 48, I'm 84. Oh, not, but maybe. that's lying because it's, it's not
2: quite – me too, not quite. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got a month. I got two years to do that. Oh, I got two years is different. Yeah. So two years is not a lie. Yeah, so it's a straight I up lie. <laughs>
3: I'm very grateful that I took up Tai Chi as a hobby. It was, you, you, you can you know, collect stamps, you can find all sorts of things that get you. And I took it up 40 odd years ago. But I'm a Tai
0: know. Chi guy too. Uh,
3: cool. Great. Well, I didn't keep it up. I kept it up for a few years and then I gave it up for 10. And anyway, I've been doing it pretty seriously, again not seriously, enjoyably for about 10 more years. So um, it does help. And also I do this sort of yoga type exercises and it just gets to the point you can go and get loaded and everything else. Why? But I have to have a kind of a routine. I guess that's the old part of me. must <laughs> have this routine or something.
2: Sure. No, well, that's, I mean, when you're young and when, I think it's when you're young and when you're a bit older, you both need routine in your life. You know what I mean? When you're in those middle years, you can kind of go wild and just do whatever, the, you know, come home on a Sunday and go out on a Thursday and do like, you know, Stay up for two days straight and all that kind of stuff. You, you can do that when you're in the right age group and you're in the right kind of bounce back period. It's all about the bounce back, really, you know. But then when you start to go like, whoa, it takes me three days to recover from one day of staying up late, that's like that's not a good. Deal. You, you probably should be concentrating I, more on yourself. I, right?
3: I have vague memories of at parties, wandering around with eyes open, telling people, I have been up for three days. (laughs) Like, it's something to be proud of. Right. But anyway, it it, it felt good at the
1: time.
2: We all thought that was cool. I mean, actually, when I was a little kid, I used to do that, like, pre-drugs. I was like, oh, me and Mo would stay up for as long as... I think we did, like, about two days, and we, like, got to that point where we're just getting really, like, loopy. (laughs) And, you know, when you're when you're eight years old and you're up for two days, you're like, yeah, you're not, you're definitely, it's not the healthiest thing for like a growing mind at that point. But we were like, we're staying up. I remember we were like trying to like eat sugar and just after two days we are done, you know what I mean? But but yeah, those kind of things I think when you're, uh, you know, and that's the crazy part is too now when I look at my kid I'm always like, he's like, oh, that's only 10 years from now, you know what I mean? Or that's not even less. Like Like we were talking about earlier when I said mm-hmm. that I started to smoke really young with mo like 9 10 you know we were like really young and then i quit around 11 and a half going you know or something like that when i was like all right i quit you know i mean like that was i'm gonna get in the military now right so like i went through these little fast time frames so by the time i was 16 i was already like back to smoking lots of weed (laughs) and like totally like hippied out i'm I'm gonna be hippie now you know so i was already pre you know military minded and then
0: it was red dawn bro it fucked it us it was all red up. dawn
2: it was red dawn yeah You're right we talked about that already too that's true
0: yeah that's what did it
2: one movie ruined us i never smoked look at me i'm
0: still wearing my camos yeah
3: i never smoked a cigarette ever in my life to this day really? what and you just, look like a guy that might but smoke i smoked everything else but I, I i didn't uh, it was, I, it, it didn't appeal to cigarettes. Yeah. Well,
2: I mean, you also, you also, it's like weird too, when you look back on like the old High Times magazines and stuff, and you look back in those 70s, early 80s, it was like, you know, Coke was kind of like a normal thing, and it was, mm-hmm. seemed like that might be the next, that might actually no, they never, no one ever thought it was going to get legal but they definitely didn't think it was a bad thing it was like weird where it just was like eh you know it was pretty normal so you were in that zone right well, when,
3: when I was working with the dead I met Bear Owsley and uh, remember on one silly occasion having a discussion with him trying to extol the virtues of cocaine <laughs> yeah with him
2: challenging you with, with uh, LSD
3: not challenging me destroying me but yeah. right but it was silly
2: sure no, and that's the thing is that, well, I mean, as you know, that's, uh, you know, plenty of people have gone down that road and thought they are on a new path, and it's really the same old path in a sense, and it's just a matter of, you know, it's very different than when you talk about a psychedelic experience compared to, like, you know, a cocaine-driven <laughs> experience, because we all know it's, it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't go very far past a certain point. It kinda... Well,
3: with cocaine, you start drinking enormous amounts of alcohol, you know, mm-hmm. uh, It was just lubricating your throat, you know.
2: Right. No, yeah, you definitely – and that's the thing is now people pay the price because a lot of people got into that lifestyle. And, you know, like you can already tell by just looking at you that you're not those kind of guys, but there's guys who literally that's their driving force now, and it kind of like it's a bad thing. I mean, if you're going to pick and choose, you definitely don't want it to be – like, cocaine and tobacco, you know, it's, like, not a good combination. Those two things, if you're, like, if that's your combination and alcohol, you know, throw some alcohol on top, that's, like, a then definitely. We'll have uh, a war on that. Yeah, 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 that will <laughs> definitely hurt you in the long run.
0: Sigmund Freud thought cocaine was, like, some miracle drug.
2: Well, it isn't to a point. I mean, it definitely, and, it definitely enhances your uh, yeah. ability to think quicker it, for and that And Sherlock
3: moment. Holmes, right? And uh, Alistair Crowley. Or yeah. was it Crowley? Alistair. Crowley. He, he was a big cocaine Uh, Well, he said at one point, only the superior man can can stop it because Mm. it was such, so powerful. I mean, and if you've got a lot of very good stuff. uh, Sure.
2: Yeah, I mean, nowadays it's, it's ridiculously, disgustingly bad what they put in there because people are just profit driven and there's tranquilizers and weird stuff and stuff in there that's really bad for you and heartworm medicine and all sorts of stuff they put in there because it's like oh this one enhances the kick right out of the gate and then this one will bring it a little longer at the end and there's all this nasty stuff where they've really thought about it and it's all of how to addict people more and and, and not about how to give them a pure I
3: I don't think Crowley ever got out of it in fact yeah so he proved his point you know that sure
2: uh, yeah, and it's what, what year was he? What was what was Crowley's uh reign of terror reign of terror? <laughs> in my youth, but early right. youth, yeah. Right. And you were what, born in when, like nineteen thirty five, you said? I was 35. To say, it was
0: the late late twenties, early thirties. Yeah yeah,
1: yeah.
3: He but he I've got the, his book, what is it? Uh I have
1: Lieber seven seven seven? no,
3: just the one um his confessions um I don't, yeah I don't remember. I don't know but it was certainly that that sort of period
2: 20s yeah it's like a, it's a, 30s it's yeah. definitely an pr- interesting weird time period there too where everything was kind of in this there's still a lot of mysticism and stuff uh, being thrown around and, and I mean a lot of that stuff never died we know that you know there's definitely some crazy Illuminati weirdness going on and there's definitely some people still following those sort I, of things. I think
3: the press made him weirder than he really was. You yeah. know, he was just a guy out there that probably wouldn't have noticed so much in more modern times.
0: Oh no! I think he was pretty out there.
3: <laughs> oh, oh yeah, no, no, I mean, it, it, I, absolutely. But the press made a big deal of that, you know. I think
0: his uh, his apprentice Elphos Levy actually had it together a little bit more than, than Crowley. I actually can can read Elphos Levy's works and understand um, his logic a little bit better. Crowley's all over the place.
2: Like well, thanks to cocaine. So yeah, well, <laughs> so yeah. that's yeah. what I'm saying. The enormous um, um, amount of cocaine. He I mean, wrote. He wrote a lot. I mean, that's usually the other thing. They write a lot, but it just kind of goes. He on. was obviously a
3: charismatic figure, you know. Yeah. I,
2: mean,
3: I Never uh, saw him.
2: <laughs> no, well, you were. I mean, definitely. A little I don't little even little. know if
3: he <laughs> would been old enough. No, I, I. I think he died in the forties. I'm not sure.
0: You know? no, I'm, I'm not really sure yeah, yeah. yeah
3: And is it Crowley rather than Crowley? I
0: mean I'm from Crowley Louisiana but everybody I've heard talk about Alistair says Crowley, Crowley. Crowley except yeah. Ozzy Osborne I mean he says
3: Mr. Crowley very
0: very distinctly <laughs> so, he so fucked it
2: up for everybody so we once go again in, rock and roll fucks and, it all and, up. and
0: Ozzy's British
2: It's like
3: people say David Bowie and it's Bowie <laughs> Bowie It's
0: David Bow down to the master
2: Bowie.
3: I, 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 so I, he was actually. I, I'm sorry. go, I'm no, go ahead. Tell, tell us. Tell us. I, I was on tour with a band called Stompyomashta. It was a Japanese percussionist with a lot of top musicians, wow. Herbie Hancock's, you know, people from all these top bands. Mm-hmm. And he had Japanese television following him around. And um, when we got to New York, he said, "Oh, Tom." I I want to do an interview. We just arrange it with you. I said, um, Interview who? He said, Oh, you know everybody. And uh, McCartney, Bowie, somebody like that. And I thought, Well, I I can get out of it by pretending they didn't turn up. I was (laughs) planning my way out of this.
0: They turned up back then?
3: But um, I I went for a haircut. I had hair then. Mm -hmm. And the barber was in a bad mood. And I said, What's wrong? So he said, Oh, my girlfriend's gone off for this lousy rotten, um, what, whatever you call the English when you're, you know, not pleasant Right. and uh, I found out that it was David Bowie and that, that they were hanging out this Copacabana so I said to Stomo and the, the other band that were, I was sort of supposedly going to manage which was Dr. Savannah's original jazz band, t- totally different and we went in there, stretched limo to, to the Copacabana I don't know where the, he's going to be there or not and made them and the TV crew wait outside I said I'll just go in and, and check and he was sitting right there uh, waiting for this girl to, where she worked there mm-hmm. and I went up and said David you don't know me but I worked for Stonway and he said oh yeah because he was a great musician mm-hmm. and he's got the Japanese TV following him well, do you mind doing a short interview and he was so nice yeah
1: That's, so you, that was my so you, it, story. so you
2: pulled it off and you yeah, were even well, trying to get out of it. You were physically trying to get out of it <laughs> and you managed to pull it off. But it's pretty awesome. Though. I mean, and that's the thing is people were way more approachable then. you could actually do that kind of stuff. And I mean, you know, yeah. right, right, place, right time as usual.
3: Yeah, no, I mean, I just saw this, uh, some dreadful film with Goldie Horn in it and, um, not dreadful film. It was just a oh, I know pl- exactly which one you're thing. talking. I know which one you're talking about. And it looked dreadful. I, I, I knew her in the past. She came to a Grateful Dead concert we did at the Lyceum, and we had this old uh, music hall theatre, smaller gig, and they played for four nights with the new writers, the Purple Sage, and I had this uh, <laughs> like royal box, yes. so I was sitting in it, and in came Goldie Horn. So mm-hmm. I saw this was when she was still hot, obviously. Dude, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. What? So in fact, <laughs> about ten years later, I met I her in such Ibiza. Such a crush
2: on Goldie
3: Hawn. Well, I did, and as I say, I met her ten years later in Ibiza, and and she remembered, you know. So I was quite proud of that. And then I saw her in the film and realized. The dangers of plastic surgery. Right. Is that the
0: one where she was in the champagne glass for the, the promo?
3: Which one? The new movie? Or
0: no, this, or this is ancient. Oh, the old movie. Goldie Hawn. Oh.
3: No, this is a new movie. Yeah. Oh, it's a new movie. With um. Uh, uh, oh, the
2: movie is talking about now is with, what's her name? It's uh, with the comedian. It's
3: yeah. Uh, um, she's quite well known, although I'm too old to know her
2: yeah whatever no. <laughs> you know what we're talking about Little a little bit chubby amy a little bit chubby a little bit chubby uh, yeah. amy, amy Schumer, yeah, that's how you describe amy i always forget well, enjoy your um there. but uh yeah, so i'm in mean, the nice and you lived in la for a while we'll just well, jump we're gonna jump around we're gonna go uh, okay years. well what
3: but, happened is um when i did the meditation thing after it had finished i was convinced they brainwashed me i'm and went straight back to getting as ripped as I could possibly do. And a friend of mine grabbed hold of me, put me on a plane to New York to go and do another course in the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I went there to do a two-week meditation course, mm-hmm. and it turned into 30 years. This so is Eureka we're talking about now. Yeah, yeah. And
2: so the Eureka thing that you went to first was in uh, was in it was London. in London,
3: okay. and then in Manhattan.
2: And I went, and so you were at the original place that I used to go to as a kid, and yeah, well, ride the you, escalators and all that stuff.
3: You your <clears throat> mother throat> was one of the first in that.
2: Right. <laughs> so I mean, so the people who are listening don't maybe they don't know what's going on. That's always that's been the story of my life as growing up. I always had a kind of a weird double life going on because my mom was part of Areica, which is what we're talking about, <clears throat> and it's Areica, not Eureka. <laughs>
0: Elaborate on that, please. It's,
2: it's, uh, well, yeah, i can let, I'll let, I'll let uh, Tom do it.
3: It's named after a city in Chile. Since he got uh, paid to do uh, lectures uh, for them, so he and knows it, what's up. It all, <laughs> <it> <laughs> okay, yes, I used to go around doing that. It was some people in Esalen had heard about this guy Oscar Ichazo who was in Santiago,
2: Chile. And Esalen's very famous uh, in uh, Big Sur, and he, it's an it's a institute uh, that's... Looking out over the water, and there's beautiful. People there who go meditate, and all sorts of crazy. A Is it like right.
0: transcendentalist or something in that nature?
3: Well, well it, I'm just thinking about. They must have a hard time right now because there's been a big
2: mudslide. <sighs> oh, yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's
3: that made it difficult to get there. But anyway, These people, I don't know, about ninety of them or something, including your mum, went down to uh, Arica Chile, to do a training with this man Oscar Chasso, and uh, and you, he had you know, was teaching everything m- m- like, uh, that was related to um, yoga, tai chi, meditation.
2: His own little twist sometimes, here and there, but but that? still following pretty 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 close to, tr- I mean, everybody, the thing is, that was interesting, is that when I was growing up, I'd go to everybody's house, and everybody would have mantras on the wall, and rooms were painted different colors for meditating rooms, and everybody no, had, yeah. I got used to it after a while, and then I'd go back from that to a normal to house to like a weird house to <laughs> my grandmother's place with all you know veneer and like you know re, refinished <laughs> refinished basement and kind <laughs> of oh, like wow. oh yeah this is <laughs> definitely where everyone is. and then go back to New York and then hang out at these people's at different houses or at the institute itself and the institute had different rooms and I me and my friends would go and just have pillow fights with all the pillows and go nuts and break stuff and you know, we were, we were the troublemaking kids of the parents that were there that were trying to do some serious stuff. And we'd be like, woo, take it over. Take over this little, whatever room they weren't using was our fort of pillows. Because <laughs> they had all the meditation pillows <laughs> right. Well there.
3: My, my wife and kids came out as well. But then mm-hmm. I was by then living in an Eureka house. So I, I got a job. Was it not the
2: music house though, right? No. Okay. no I got yeah, a, you didn't uh, have I got
0: to give them all your worldly possessions or anything Uh, like that? By then I
3: I hadn't got any left but I would probably have happily given them but uh, by then (coughs) no I had just had a severe hangover of life. But um, my wife and kids came out and then they eventually went back to England and I just uh, carried on doing meditating, exercising and getting crazy. It would be a bit of both because they were a wild lot want yeah to... that's the
2: thing is if if you look up online what's interesting about the whole Arica thing is that when you look up online like you know cults and the yeah. 70s and stuff it's like okay it's it's in there it's listed <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, listed yeah, yeah. as one of them you know what I mean it's yeah, listed yeah. as one of, you know <laughs> you got the Rajneesh and you got all these different groups and you're like oh look they're Arica and I read about it and I was all looking at it from a different side like oh this is interesting and what it actually said was of all the different uh, you know sex or whatever they want to call, uh, Arika was the most hedonistic. <laughs> right? And so I was like, yeah, oh, shit. yeah that's Uh-oh. pretty much us right there. In a nutshell, it was like, it kind of like, but at the same time, it wasn't like, there's was no threats and there was no, like, because whereas like, like Hare Krishna and stuff like that there, they're more of a threat because they have their own, like, they definitely have, was a lot more going on than just what they were doing, you know. There's, more, like, there's more like, like, like camps and stuff and they've got like, you know, militant. good some ass of, food, man. Some I of them were, some of them were pretty militant though. I more mean, like, like, like the
3: Rajneesh people. They, I mean, I went to Goa mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then went on to Pune, where they all were mm-hmm. and they'd taken all the hippie world and given it the Indian twist. Right. And they were all dressed in orange. And oh, I used to go to school. All... Well, I
2: had to go to, uh, summer camp and I went to Eureka summer camp and we had a mix between Rajneesh kids and Arican kids and so all the Arican kids were normal clothes and, and all the Rajneesh had to wear like orange underwear so whose <laughs> fault is the and sarong and, everything. and we're like oh what you gotta wear that like oh man and they were just so bummed and we were so like oh poor kid you know what I mean everything everything was orange underwear their, their little robes and stuff wow it was weird, it was weird.
0: Uh, who's to blame for the sarong though
2: Who's to blame? The
0: sarong. For like guys that, or for girls? Yeah, it's so wrong for the guys <laughs> to wear these things. <laughs> for girls, it's fine. For girls, it's beautiful. Like all the, yeah. the little
3: tingly, bingly, tingly things. If you're it's great wearing a sarong. I, Tom, I guess
2: Tom a kilt is, would Tom is a big, be... Tom a big advocate of sarongs. I've seen him wear a lot of sarongs. It's, it's, like, <laughs> it's, like it's like an
0: exotic kilt, right? Or...
1: Uh,
2: yeah, it's no, it's
3: something that can be something you can sit on later. I mean, and if you're you free balling. Essentially, you, that's what's going if on.
2: If you get lucky, you know, because goes done balling. like Sunday. continental. Hundred percent free balling. That's for sure. That, that is, free balling. And in a hot, yeah. sticky place, that might be the most important thing about it.
0: I, I might too. Would like a sarong in a hot, sticky place. Hey, fresh breeze keeps. If, <laughs>
2: You know, it's, it's, it's they, does this is turning
0: into a mass and girl commercial. This
2: <laughs> is terrible. Um, so, so, uh, Goa years, what year was that they that went through? Um. because those are because that's cha- I mean, that's been going on. That's, like a, that's a party that's not stopped that's since you were there
3: late 70s, 80s. It was the time that I was going down to mm-hmm. Goa, mm-hmm. so this was just a side trip, really.
2: Yeah, but um, did you do some uh, like enlightenment trips there, go to Dalai Lama and things I, like that? I,
3: I, I, no, I, I did go and listen to. Rajneesh speak but he was speaking in Hindi oh that doesn't work and it went on for quite a few hours <laughs> nice. and I got quite stoned. did you just, <laughs> just from listening <laughs> listening well plus in <coughs> fact if you meditate with a large group of people mm-hmm. there is a, 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 an effect oh, I,
0: have you ever heard of Ekankar
3: I've heard but it, it, they do knew. this
0: this thing is called the hue It's HU meditation, and you all get together in a room, and you... And everybody's got their own, like, unique type of oscillation. They get going. But, dude, after, like, 30 minutes of this stuff, it's like, whoa, you you start to trance out. Well,
3: this is a traditional method, and uh, 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 HU is one of the names of God. Right, that's what uh, they say, uh, It is the name uh, of God. And OM... Uh, right. you, uh, and, and when you get people and sometimes they'll all be making this ongoing sound and sometimes people are bringing it in all the time mm-hmm. and it can't go on for a long time and uh, oh, sure. you get very high I mean it's it's um, what do they call it mantramic mm-hmm. repetition is, is a, a, right. a method to achieve enlightenment as is visualization there's all, all sorts of things and if you look into it, you can see how each of the different groups uses more or less the same tools, but with their own, their own, uh, take on it. Sure.
2: And, and I mean, that definitely works. We know that, you know, because, uh, you see it in, in so many different cultures. And when you're actually, even in a small group, three, four people, you do it. You're like, oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> like, how do we do that? You gotta hit a little right harmonic or something like that. And, you know, as we all know, and we're all noticing like, uh, more and more is that you know vibrations are kind of what separate you know are what everything's operating under like plants are operating on one vibration that's why certain people maybe tune in on it just because they're they're lower on the the whole thing because they're not worried about the upper like andy's a good example my my guy that's working on there he got ptsd had brain brain serious brain uh, damage not damage like learning damage but like got hit in the head with a pole and got you know told he would never walk again and motor skills would be gone and like smoked a lot of weed. First he was on lots of pharmaceuticals and he, you know, couldn't do anything. He was a zombie. And And you'd
0: never know unless Adam told you like he seems like,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. Now you're, now he's on, but he's had a really like hard journey getting back to that. Sure. And then part of that journey has been like, um, knowing his limits, you know what I mean? And now he's like, but he's such a plant guy. It's so weird to watch because he doesn't, cause he's not, he's not a builder. You know what I mean? Like there's certain people who can build like here, go build this for me. You know? he's not that guy. So he's like, and now he knows he's not going to try cause he's in his lane, but he's an amazing grower. You know what I mean? Because of that, he's just like, Psh. so I feel like there's like a, a frequency there that your brain, obviously because he's got this condition now that he, and also he, if he takes mushrooms, you know, that's for PTSD, you know, he, he can six months, he won't have to think about it in, Starts to get migraines once, and, you know those those classic little things. Hey,
0: didn't they qualify PTSD as um, for medical?
2: Now? Yeah, yeah, here or yeah. now they did. Finally, yeah. I mean, obvious. The most obvious things, not, but uh, yeah. So in general, it's like I think the the vibrations are what kind of make everything. It, it's it's like when you're tripping, you're like, oh dude, I see, it. it's all there. It's so obvious, you know. What it I mean? all roots to the breath, you know. But at the same time, when you're not, you're like, hmm, trying to connect the dots or whatever. But for the most part, yeah. I think it's uh, uh,
3: I've been since Universal. I, this here now, uh, this last few weeks, having an occasional hip, which I don't do in, in my <coughs> life in London. Yeah, I'm trying
2: not to overdo you. I don't want to No, knock no, down. just, <laughs> just. I see everybody I, passing I, the joints. Ju- see, I'm the, stopping, them over here. I'm stopping the joints. But, but <laughs> in the evenings,
3: in the evenings, <laughs> I want to do a round of Tai Chi, uh-huh. and I start doing it, and it feels fantastic. I can feel the chi in my hands all extreme because of having just a couple of puffs but I forget the moves (laughs) that sounds like a classic maneuver that's like
2: the uh, the the million dollar driving thing they did in, in Holland where the American government went over there with the intentions of proving once and for all that cannabis is terrible for driving right which I think anybody who drives realizes like no it's pretty much like the opposite of alcohol, where alcohol you just get lead foot and go crazy and go through the streets like you're a madman, but when you're doing, when you're smoking weed, you get like hyper focused. You know, you're like, and all of a sudden you're like, how the fuck slow am I going right now? Like you can't believe it. Yeah, every time it's the opposite. I'm almost very rare. I mean, maybe somebody does, but for 99% of the time you're going slower than you think. So they did this test, expecting the worst, and they set up all these cones and they got all these guys and they spent millions, like millions of dollars. And literally at the end of it all, it was people who were high drove slower and missed more exits. So literally they're going slower (laughs) than they should be, but they're still seeing the exit. Like, oh, how do we do that? You know what I mean? Like compared to, you know, the opposite where it's like always, I mean, if you're driving fast, you're already missing exits just on the fact that you're driving too fast. But the fact that they actually, that's all they could come up with. And it was like, that's not a... Dynamic. So they weren't
3: comparing them with alcohol.
2: Right? They were trying to, and they were trying to, like, prove that it would make you stop, like, you know, and crash into these cones. And it was just, like, people were just way on point. And actually in Colorado and a lot of places, they train police to pull over cars that are driving perfectly because it's probably – they're probably high. Because <laughs> they're, yeah. they're driving way too good. Like Get you, it for a broken windshield. You, You've got to go, like, two miles to three miles over the speed limit or else you're – like, when you're, like – the speed limit or below your high and that's what they think so you're kind of like gotta ride that uh, that's what cruise
0: away. control is all about though guys
2: well, you, you but know, still you gotta go two miles over
0: just gotta remember when you're stoned you know that's the thing remember oh, cruise hate,
2: control cruise control is like it, like it freaks me out sometimes like especially when you're really really high because like if you're going up a hill it tries way too hard you're like what are you, What the yeah. hell are you you're like Slam- yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like a beast that's a bad <laughs> throttle positioning sensor
2: is that what it is oh, see,
3: I'm yeah. glad you're around but but when you <laughs> uh, when you've had um, through getting stoned, it saved your life. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. That that makes you realise you never know, uh, maybe there is some <laughs> overall thing uh, or effort mm-hmm. to uh, keep us together. But I, I kind of blew it at somebody's party, and um, oh, what'd
2: you do? Well, I, I had a d- <laughs> it, the delusions
3: of grandeur period. I, mm-hmm. This guy had offered me his house in the Caribbean for a year for free if I would pay the overhead. And he was living in Mallorca. So all I had to do was say thank you. But no, I got to go to Mallorca and thank him personally and with a few friends. And we went on a charter flight. Get there, he's great. He gives us dinner and everything. And he's way out in the mountains. And he had a younger wife. And i have been stoned, and I'd taken a couple of quaaludes. Too. Oh, Jesus. So uh, younger wife and quaaludes? Sounded bad already. So
2: I, 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 <laughs> yeah.
1: I,
3: I think I may have made a fool of myself. Anyway, the following morning, I'm thinking, what did I do? All I had to say was thank you, and now I've gone and insulted this guy. So I make my friends drive me all these miles up and and we're on a charter flight and if we don't catch the flight we'd have to buy another ticket and and I'm promising them if we miss the plane I'll, I'll get the other ticket. We get there and he just says no Tom you're awfully funny you know I was no problem so we drive back they won't let us on the bloody plane and we're there still a half an hour to go and we're arguing with them and won't let us on the plane. We've only got hand baggage, and I looked up and I saw there was a s- plane going from Mallorca to Ibiza. So um, and it was three pounds. Sorry, God knows when that could have been. How much? Three, three, three. Pound. That's I remember it. That's crazy. So well, it was a two-minute flight, you know. Oh, yeah, it was still a three pounds. But flight. anyway, two minutes. So I said so to everybody, wherever it takes you. I had a house in Ibiza, uh, you know, part of the delusions stuff. And so I m- told my friends, come on, we'll get on this plane, forget about it. I'll, I'll get us back to London. And the following morning, there was a phone call. John Morris, the guy I was involved in Rock and Roll, with, ah, oh, we thought you wouldn't be on the plane. I said, what, what, what? The plane that we were supposed to be on had crashed uh, in mid-air, uh, over air It was a French strike, the air strike, uh-huh. And the two planes had collided. Nobody was on the control. Plane. Everybody was killed. Wow! And um, so
2: thank God for Quaaludes.
1: Sometimes <laughs>
2: <laughs> for years, I would say <laughs> Quaaludes saved my wow. life. Wow! Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. But they knew that they were, they were.
3: I didn't have to pay for their tickets, by the way. All they, three. They pounds. let me off. So yeah, well, they, I they saved. You, their you get lives. your money's worth on a three-pound <laughs>
2: flight when they're just crashing into other planes in midair. You know it's like no, not
3: the plane we were on that was oh. fine. It was the one we should have gone on oh,
2: yeah, that crashed. yeah yeah, yeah, no one hundred percent but but that was uh oh, the other plane that you so how much was the original flight more it, well it was, it, <laughs> was
3: it, it was um what they called it was a charter mm-hmm. flight you had to go on a certain day and you had to come back on a, mm-hmm. uh, a certain day gotcha and and if you missed the flight, you had to buy another ticket all over, so that was the the pressure <laughs> mm-hmm. that's crazy so
2: so uh, New York how long were you there for because I mean I kind of remember vaguely-ish but
3: I went to do a two or three week course and mm-hmm. stayed 30 years oh yeah you were saying there you go oh, that, yeah. that,
2: that's, that's a whole that's a whole and back and then, around then I sorry.
3: came back to London I, I don't know why I um, yeah I know I I, I was taken into hospital I fainted or something they thought I was having a heart attack turns out I've got a very strong heart it was acid reflux but didn't they charged me about four grand (laughs) for the night (coughs) in hospital I thought fuck this I'm going back to England get myself checked out right so I went and did the national health and had everything checked and I was fine and just that if I smoke marijuana and drink alcohol at the same time, mm-hmm. I, I can, my, at low blood pressure, I can faint. So,
2: Well, it's, uh, at, least, at, least, at least it's So a, I'm safe.
3: I'm safe. I just... Uh, well, I well, it depends. I'm, Falling
2: over is never a safe thing. I like, guess you, you don't know <laughs> how you're going to fall over it. Um, <laughs> so uh, in New York, you were... What, what part of New York were you living in?
3: In Manhattan, yeah. uh, Upper East Side. hmm and and then I also lived in the village
2: and um, and lived with. And you were doing music stuff then too.
3: Um, I I did the your uh, master thing mm-hmm. and um, but but more or less most of the music stuff were, you know I cantina Turner and all that stuff was <coughs> in the early seventies in London.
2: <coughs> so with I continued was that like a manager position or was it?
3: no. We were the promoters, although um, I, I had my partner was John Morris. He right. was, he was the, the guy, the stage manager at Woodstock. You see him all in a white suit and all that stuff, it's talking about what sort of people on the street, okay, coming into the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he ran the business side properly, and and I just used to have everybody come back to my house, and because I'm... <laughs> Amateur musician, and uh, right. so I had all the equipment and the right drugs, and so I've played. Right, actually,
1: drums I've, or drugs, <laughs> or did you
0: just?
1: I, both, <laughs> both.
3: <laughs> and and I've, I've played with some uh, wonderful musicians because they don't care, you know, we're jamming, and I have another line. Uh, no uh, that's not true it, uh, i made it was entertaining I'm sure Francis, my wife she used to cook great meals It was right. a big old house in London, and this big house in the country, so it was a good place to do that sort of thing, which is not say what the average promoter's going to be doing you know they're out to make a profit <laughs> right yeah, <laughs> I, yeah no, there's a lot I was of, a glorified <laughs> fan i think
2: it's kind of my it's funny how we have like similar vibes as far as like, I used to throw parties knowing that I was either going to not make any money or even lose money, but I didn't care just because I wanted to bring that DJ over and have him play at my party basically. And it was like, okay, you know, I've I've just lost (laughs) $10,000. Like, okay, well, I better enjoy the night. Right. And I try my hardest, but at the same time, it's sort of like, you know, disheartening sometimes, but at the same time I'd have another party, which would make money for once, you know, it'd be like a real, a balancing act, but it was also promoting my products and, you know, kind of like trying to get the most out of it. It wasn't just, just that. But it was similar in the sense that I was like glorified fan in the sense that I was just bringing over DJs I liked. And then... Well,
3: it, it was that and um, some of the, the the people themselves, you know, um, somewhere you got more closer to than others. Right. But... Um, I mean, Alice Cooper, when we did that, the schools schools out. <laughs> yeah. sort of, Brian Ferry was with this band that were our warm-up band. And, and I, 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 I remember saying to my kids, I can get him for a hundred pounds. What do you say? <laughs> because I didn't know who he was. Right. And on the night, on the day, the first day of the, the concert, we weren't, we weren't selling enough tickets so i 'm running around town, supposedly handing them out for people, but in the meantime, Alice Cooper went on t v with a snake,
1: and <laughs>
3: all the tickets sold out instantly. Wow, and they were sending people out to find me <laughs> get the tickets back and And wow. I went to a Alice Cooper gig uh, a um, couple of years ago um and, and b- bumped into him, and we talked about it, and, and it was a laugh. But I went with Slim Jim, um, who used to be in a band called Stray, Stray Cats. Cats. yeah, I remember yeah, some, yeah. My, my son was on the road with him; he was wow, did the sound. Mm-hmm. And um, what was it? Uh, oh, well, I've forgotten the story. Well, anyway, Stray uh, Cats story. Well, yeah um, we're, right, we're oh, on it. Oh yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 Slim Jim had taken yeah. me to meet all the. The, the band that were Alice Cooper's band, and mm-hmm. I didn't really tell them that I'd done a concert in the past. Right. And we were all talking and chatting. And I went wandering around there and bumped into Alice Cooper, and we chatted and remembered all of it. Yeah. So I'm going back in there and I'm sitting with them like we are now. Yeah. And suddenly Alice opens the door and says, Tom, let's put on another concert in 30 years, <laughs> and slams the door and goes, How did you actually know your name? And that was. That's just these are the things you, that you I, I think I was really a fan rather than uh, Well, that's I also wasn't trying to make money I, we did
2: but yeah well I mean the thing is you were willing to take a risk which is half the thing that's what I would do too I would be like alright no one else is going to like take the risk because they're going to think about the money every time and they're going to be like eh, and, I, and I want the experience so I'm willing to take the risk and sometimes it worked out and sometimes it didn't work out. It, it always worked out in the sense that I got a good, I got a good party out of it but well, something <laughs> that didn't get anybody, well, well John, didn't make any money. John Morris,
3: while we were doing all this, Linda McCartney got in touch with him and uh, so we, we agreed to put on the first Wings Over Europe tour mm-hmm. which was a six week tour of Europe and Paul had said he wanted an English double decker bus and John said to me, look we've got Mercedes coaches, a, an English bus won't keep up with them
1: mm-hmm.
3: talk to him and make him see, so that was the first time I met Paul McCartney and right. I, my job was to Convince talk him. him out of it and of course he convinced me it was the best idea <laughs> ever right. so I That's took all my artist people from Carnaby Street and we painted it up like a magical mystery tour and I got an older double decker <laughs> bus with an open top put it all with mattresses and couches and, and loaded it up with grass and everything else and um, drove from London to, uh, to uh, well to across the channel uh-huh. with this bus, with the two guys that had most done most of the painting and of course we're sitting around the, the way you do and there's all our paraphernalia all over the table and I fell asleep and I woke up. We're already through the customs, <laughs> and we're driving down to the south of France. I, like, oh, what, what happened to all this? And, and, and the, the, We had two bus drivers driving the bus. Mm-hmm. They were so as it could go all the way, well, not stop. Yeah. And um,
2: the one guy, came. he
3: said, "Oh, I, I tied it up all your stuff and uh, put it in the." Uh, he put, you know, in the front of the bus where the names of where you're going, he'd yeah. wind it up in that. That's a good idea, That's a good idea.
2: <laughs> quick on his feet.
3: So when I, driver. when I got to um, Marseille to meet the band, they'd had a hard time on the planes and this. That and the other. I, I arrived with this bus with some good grass and everything else, so I, I could do no wrong for a week a whole week huh well maybe a couple of days right
2: <laughs> so uh <clears throat> and then so you were actually working from for McCartney for a while then
3: we did the six week tour mm-hmm. but after about 3 weeks i
2: i, I, couldn't, claimed you, I couldn't, couldn't hack a six week tour i leader. had to go
3: home my my business needed me mm-hmm. but um he was a hard, Was he a
2: hard-driving kind of worker, a hard-driver to work for? or No,
3: is it, it, it was very different from The Grateful Dead, you know, yeah, where so, everybody so. was family and this was different. And, um, and he had Linda also playing in the band, and you know, we had to put chord charts out for her, so practically every road crew member was a better musician. But I didn't fully realize that he really needed her, you know, after yeah. they'd split up. The Beatles and it just after they'd split up, really. Right. <coughs> and they they did a a college tour at first, and then we did this um, <laughs> six week tour. I remember in the Bull Ring at Arles. Oh, I better not say nasty stuff about people
2: now. Oh uh, yeah, well, okay. But
0: can, can you at least confirm for us that for all the conspiracy? Oh uh, yeah, that asked this. Pa- of Paul McCartney <laughs> is is really like really Paul McCartney. Like turn me on, dead man. Turn well, me on, dead. What's that all? <laughs> Number nine. Number nine. What's that all about? <laughs> Wait, what, what do you what do you say about all this?
3: Well, I don't know when he was supposed to have been changed. Sixty six. Oh well, well I, I was I was in seventy two. Yeah, so you would and that was the, Paul McCartney. <laughs> well, that was when you knew. Huh? You didn't well, know.
2: And it I, been, well, I, it could I knew. Could have been
3: the, the clone. I knew George Harrison quite yeah. well. He used to come around to my house. And he, he I, I like. Okay, pressed. he's the
2: real George, though. We know that. Yeah, nobody's, yeah. nobody's claiming but, but that. If yeah. it had not
3: been Paul, he would
2: have noticed. <laughs>
0: They'd have had a tough time replacing Ringo, though, right? Like, that would have been the most. Well, well Ringo's difficult.
2: the one that started that whole rumor, anyway, right? He's sort of. Turn like, me on, dude, man. Yeah, he started
0: I, I, the kind of like, dude, like tell the press it, or it, something it, it, like that. Something? It
3: might have been Ringo uh, pointing his displeasure at uh, McCartney, just that. Right. Just not expecting to set the cat amongst the pigeons.
2: (coughs) Sounds like thunder. Thunder. (laughs) That's uh, Michelle from Dope Magazine's coming on board for a second chit chat with us. She's actually they have an office right upstairs, so it's quite quite easy and cool. Um, They're going to talk about their cup coming up. The dope cup, um, the dope cup. Yeah, we probably got to snick those. That's that's for the the, the noise on that this. <laughs> it's, <laughs> the it, it's for the. Uh, We're getting invaded. It's for the. Uh, <laughs> it's for the, uh, it's for the um, Mr. Rogers neighborhood sort of vibe or something. Hello, Michelle. Welcome to the show. You're right on time. I'm amazed. You're like. Hi, Michelle. You're Hi. so Hi. You had to I'm drive Tom. so far. Nice, meet nice to, to meet oh, you. It's just It was a far drive, right? All the way from upstairs. It's pretty good. Um, Those are the commutes I like. I like those, like, you have, like, my old place was, I had to go from my house to, through the alleyway to, like, the office. It was, like, perfect. It's Perfect. So, um, I was giving everybody sort of an idea, but I know you have obviously come so well prepared. You're going to tell everybody everything they ever could need to know about entering, right? This is about entering right now we're talking about?
4: Yeah, so we're having our Dope Cup Colorado June 25th at Cluster Studios. We're really excited to bring the first Dope Cup ever to Colorado. Um, so pretty much four entries. Okay. There are $350 per entry, mm-hmm. um, depending on what category you enter in.
2: First question. Out of the gate. Boom. Who is this aimed at? Is this aimed at grower, personal growers or dispensaries or... Um like do you have to have a license to so be you do
4: have to have a license okay. because I, we are I just want to know right out of the gate yep.
2: so people will go like forget
1: about it to totally anymore. we're manifesting
4: through <laughs> Starbucks. yep manifesting through Starbuds um, and then Here we w- are working with Gobi for our um, testing facility so we'll actually be doing testing for uh, the actual event as well
2: okay so what is the percentage of testing versus like judges actual uh opinions are. yeah do you know is there a percentage of that
4: so totally um yeah we have the trichome institute doing pretty much the entire oh, cup max. judging max mantras the and human all filter. those guys the human filter We're stoked. the plug
2: <laughs> he's going to filter it all through his veins
4: <laughs> so they're going to be testing on st- uh, bud structure color trim trichomes ripeness health density pungency smell smoothness taste and burnability
1: is
0: burnability. Burnability. That's is a word. the last one. Is that actually a word? <coughs> it's it's a, word.
2: Well, a word. It's actually. I don't know if it is a word. Com- the funny part. The funny part was is that in 1993, I made that a category in our cannabis cup, which was the first sort of like cup that was like put on paper and thought out like as a real structured cup because they already had like five cups before the one we did. Well, the Amsterdam one. Yeah. yeah. And then the ones that they did before us were like private, old, like maybe us, you know, like this is it, we're doing the cup, all right, we're done, cup's over, but we were like, no, you got to bring in people and make it into a party, and then one of the categories, I was like, yeah, burnability, and then they copied burnability, and then burnability, burnability, and I see it keep traveling around, and I'm like, I don't think it's really a word, I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> one of those... Things I threw out there as a category in a cup that just keeps getting like, yeah, that's a good one. Burnability. <laughs> Nobody checked that. Nobody fact checked
0: It's 419, <clears throat> just announcing that. Oh my God. What's if, gonna you,
2: happen? if you got them, smoke them. I usually say stop smoking around 419. Let everyone, all the amateurs, smoke. I'll just take a break. No, but go ahead. Go ahead. And okay, so categories. So those are the ones that are being, and how many is those? So I was like, well, like, 11, 12? Yeah, there's a bunch of categories. And then, and then that versus, is there a technical, like, sent to a lab and then the lab case? Okay, so tell us about that. Who's
4: So there's a whole process. Um, right now, entries are open until June 8th. Okay. Um, so you go online to dopecupco.dopemagazine.com. Um, Not
3: cannabis cup?
2: No, you can't say that word. Really? Shh. Oh, sorry, Don't even say it. Just say those words. They'll send lawyers out, like, in a heartbeat. It wasn't me. Yeah, they will. Not these guys, but the the, the other magazine. Uh, The
3: other magazine. I'm just a member of the public. That's fine.
4: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so um, entries are open. We have two uh, manifest drop dates. That's going to be May 31st through the 2nd, as well as June 6th through the 8th as the last manifest drop date. And then, again, they are open until the 8th of June. Um, so if you are interested in submitting or learning more about submissions, go online to that website again, dopecupco.dopemagazine.com. Sorry about that. Um, and then if you have any, any questions about entries, you're going to actually email those questions over to entries at dope magazine.com.
2: Sorry.
0: (laughs) Killing me. (laughs)
4: So yeah it's all good things um, we're Little really torch. stoked we've got some great entries that have already come in and we are excited to see the rest of them flow in um, as they come and then the winners will be chosen and presented at the actual cup so you wouldn't bring your entries to the cup you enter them prior through manifest um, from there they go to Gobi labs so pretty much how it works it's $350 per entry um, and then Depending on what you are entering, whether that be flour, concentrates, topicals, edibles, there are a bunch of different categories. We ask for different amounts. So once you enter, um, you will get an email bounce back from our entries coordinator. And then from there, um, you'll have all the instructions based off of what you need to do in order to make sure that your product is submitted on time.
2: Sounds cool. And so, uh... Do we know if there's, like, some crazy cash prizes or anything? (laughs) Trucks, cars, boats.
4: No boat prizes. Come
2: on. I want a boat. So
4: pretty much it's just the ability to, you know, brand recognize that you've won this through a legitimate um, tagging process through Tricone. Like, this isn't, Mm -hmm. you know, a bunch of people who are connoisseurs. We do have one connoisseur cup that's going to go out, which... Our buddy right here, Adam's gonna be um presenting for us. Oh. Yeah.
2: Um hey, but besides d- that we do a dab. Do a dab, take a dab, relax. Okay. Play dab music. <laughs> <laughs> Quick score dab music. Hold on, no, that's gonna go on There we go. At least a little bit. There we go. I'll I'll make sure to take care of the rest I <laughs> <that>. <laughs> So um, where is, the, where is the Final Cup going to be at? Oh, you said Cluster Studios. And so Cluster that Studios. is over kind of by I-70 somewhere, right?
4: Yes, sir. About like 20 minutes, not even 10 no, minutes from even.
2: here. Ten minutes. 10 minutes from here. And, We're uh,
4: also looking for sponsors. Okay. So if you are somebody who are, is interested in sponsoring, we've got a bunch of different levels, some of which consumption-friendly, some not, mm-hmm. Okay. that we'd love to discuss with you. So feel free to reach out to us through the Dope Magazine microsite site as well for those.
2: And, who, and that's the same site? Same uh, same website
4: you got it same website dopecupco at com, and then um we'll be able to let you know what's still available pertaining to what type of sponsorship but again you do have to be a licensed uh facility or grower to enter
2: to enter but not to do like what about vending vending you can just be uh you
4: gotta be licensed everyone's gotta be licensed i mean okay you're consumer based so
2: what if they were just like a swag company that sold t-shirts
4: swag is ready you can actually sell swag at a vendor booth at the cup um so we do have some product companies that are non-infused that you can sell those products at the cup
2: okay yeah just just checking because not every not everybody's licensed you know even though we Mm -hmm. we would hope so but uh so how is uh, how's the other cups going was it wasn't another you guys are doing like all over the place right you got the cup going here
4: we just had one over 420 in Washington. How'd that go? It went really well. We had a lot of fun, and Talib Kwali actually uh, performed at that. So we have some artists in the pipeline right now that are going to be there. They're definitely Colorado-based and well-known in the industry here, so we're stoked to bring that as well.
2: And that'll be announced in a couple of weeks? Or?
4: Within the next, like, five days.
2: Okay, everybody's... Give us a hint. <laughs>
4: If you're in the if you like the jam band scene, oh it's a couple of different artists God. from oh, different bands. That's
2: it, you gave it all away. Not bass nectar though? No, it's not bass nectar. <laughs> um so not uh <coughs> but everybody's like announcing it's crazy. because um, there's shows coming up in July that are haven't been announced. Like we have they're just about to announce Chalice. They're just announced um Emerald and Emerald uh, not even Emerald, but the uh Caliph County there. <laughs> California Cannabis <laughs> County Fair, isn't it? Or no, just Cannabis County Fair? Cannabis, cannabis Fair. County Fair. Cannabis County uh, Fair. I'll get my shit straight. I'm going to talk to Tim. We're going to get him on the show anyway, Tim Blake. But they just announced that they have a killer lineup, too. Everyone's got, like, good lineups, but they're just able, able to drop them and they're all going to be happening. And Tom over here has been promoting and doing band stuff for years. Part of the reason we have him on the show, other other than other reasons, too, but he's... Uh, we, s- we
3: stayed in the psychedelic realm. We didn't go into the punk
2: theme. <laughs> yeah, even though well, yeah, but you could have because you had, like you said, yeah, you the Sex Pistols at your at your shop. Uh, their first, their first gig, their first gig at ever. My
3: cafe, Salters Cafe. Dude, my
0: friend, you keep saying delusions of grandeur, but th- that's actual grandeur. The things you keep describing—that's like actual grandeur. Oh, it was
1: so <laughs> nice.
2: Uh, sorry, would anybody? And he like was. This? A <clears throat> I don't know if you. I don't know if you missed. Uh, you you haven't, listened, all you haven't listened to the show, have you? you know, no, you guys don't sit up there and listen. Oops, <laughs> and listen to us down here, just right there. You could you could actually put a pipe down the thing and probably listen to the show. We just come do, down yeah.
4: afterwards to do dabs. That's
2: right. But so uh, this man's
0: hung out with the gr- Grateful Dead, uh, very very intimately with Alice well, he's a, Cooper. He's been the
2: promoter of yeah. So out in in London, wow. where all these people were, you know, exposed. Paul to McCartney. Yeah, the list goes on and on. The List goes on and on. And that's the funny part is I'm sure you must blow your mind that a lot of these performers are still out there performing and you're like, Jesus Christ, I never thought they would have made it, you know.
3: Well, my favorite performer, because he became family, was Joe Strummer. And he's not out there anymore. Well, that's true. That's
2: That's true. That's sad. But but a lot of these other guys are coming out of the woodwork, like these old bands from the 80s and 70s. And then you're just like, wow. Because there's no money left in... uh, you know music If the only way to get it is to go out and grind hard like you well, used to well
3: people like Pink Floyd they've got lots of money so um, but they're doing well something. people will pay a
2: lot of money to go to a Pink Floyd show too like if they they do a performance proper <laughs> then people the, pay through the nose
3: I was at one two years ago uh, phenomenal
2: and uh, yeah the, but, but at the same time I'm, I've been shocked I was looking I was like wait a minute like you know it's like REO Speedwagon and all these bands that you're just like Come on, they, can, they cannot be still filling up places, but they are, and it's like, yeah, casinos. oh you know, pretty big, pretty sometimes pretty big things. You know what I mean? Yeah, casinos definitely are thriving on on all the the big all the people that are on their way out and all that kind of stuff. But so uh, not at this thing. At this event, is not going to be that style at all. It's going to be top. Well,
4: we're still seeking like a <laughs> panel for the judges for okay. the Connoisseurs Cup, so we'd like oh. love to have you if you'd be interested. And those are work and that's going to that. be
2: later. That's going to be in July or something. No, or? so that's actually it's, part of this.
4: It's just part of this. Oh. Um, so Adam's going to be presenting the Connoisseurs Cup. So we're just excited to get a bunch of people. Yeah, I that better are... be
2: back on the twenty fifth. I better make sure I'm around on the twenty fifth. You are. I'm we talked a... about it. I know. <laughs> 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 I am. She's talked to all of my travel agents <laughs> <laughs> about it.
3: Call him at least five minutes
2: ahead totally. yeah i'll be good i'll be good um, cool, so that 's a, a kind of separate category within the thing, and it 's going to be all compounded on top of each other lab this that yeah
4: pretty much you guys will, you guys will receive spit into a,
2: putting it into a giant computer and you guys will just pick which ones you think is the
4: dopest.
2: well of course that's what else what else would you do with the dope cup I mean the, is that a category you haven't got the dopest that's opposite. your category okay that that's it presenting. is that in my category the dopest The dopest <laughs> award okay well that's cool i'm uh i'm down with that um so what else we got who what was on the what was the latest on the what's the latest episode or latest episode latest latest edition who's on the cover what's going on what's what's it all about
4: so we have a um a Editorial calendar that is always ever-changing and so our current one that just came out is going to be our growing edition um, Where we're, we have a lot of very successful women That um, have brought a lot to the industry in terms of growing. So we're really excited to have them on the front cover this month um, Last month was our sustainability and our green edition and nice. then July we move into travel so we yeah uh, as the sales division get to see the front covers pretty much as they're getting uploaded um, right. but yeah it's always really exciting to see who is chosen
2: cool and then uh this is the the colorado edition or is this the
4: yeah so pretty much how the magazine works this is a national publication okay, um so, it's going so nat- the oh yeah you guys went national yeah instead. the That's first true. portion is national and then the second portion is region specific so we actually print for eight different regions gotcha so but we've got colorado arizona norcal socal oregon nevada in july and then um we also have portland in oregon and then our emerging market magazine so the first portion's right. national the second you portion's regional right. this is the colorado regional
1: Right,
2: okay. right oh, that's cool and then it, i mean that's it, it is hard to like you can't really blanket the states with cannabis at this point in time cuz everything's so different and if you have a national only one thing it's kind of hard cuz would be like like people don't understand what 502 is out here cuz totally. and every time i go to a new State, it's like I have to learn a whole new language because it's like.
3: How uh, many states are there now? Uh,
2: As far as medical, there's over. Medical's up to like almost 30 states now. Yeah. And then there's more like eight states are on the ballots right now. So it's like kind of like just railroading to the point where that's going to be, you know, nationwide anyway. And I think what's going to happen is at a certain point, they're just going to, I mean, the the feds are going to basically say, okay, well, medical, we we accept that. Recreational is going to be a harder pill to swallow, you know, literally almost because. People are... Small steps. It's, yeah, and, I mean, people don't get the... People look at it from the wrong side. They look at it from, like, the fact that... the, uh, Kind of like, oh, okay, well, if you're dying, you can have it. And it's like, no, 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 no. That isn't the, the way this stuff works. I mean, it should be preventative anyway. So the idea is by letting people rec- recreate or whatever they want to call it, then they actually uh, have a chance to have a, a choice between alcohol and cannabis and then all of a sudden we'll see the real data because i mean that's the problem is like when i lived in europe the data was always muddled because it was like everybody there smokes with tobacco so you're like well how are we ever going to figure out if this stuff's healthy if you guys are all mixing with tobacco so like, there's no way to like gauge that whereas america uh, you know very rare you hardly ever find people who mix with tobacco and if uh, you do that
3: uh, you just made me realize that's why i didn't smoke too many is because i've never smoked tobacco right and they were always
2: mixed and uh, yeah but, Spliff, but did you smoke those or no 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 okay good no. so you, uh, i mean you're not that because a lot of people say they don't I, smoke I, tobacco but then they say but i smoke spliffs and you're like wait a minute so you smoke all day long tobacco <clears throat> no, spliffs would, with no filter and you're telling strictly me strictly oh, shag <laughs> it's like they get really thick <laughs> with the most amount of tobacco and no you know so, yeah, so that's good. So, you, 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 you picked the right path. And I in st-
3: introduced in my lo- ho- home ho- how they do it in California, it's because that's where I learned. Right. It wasn't until I moved to America that I discovered you could smoke a little, just marijuana in a little pipe. Mm-hmm.
2: Wow. Took all that. It took all I, moving I, to America. Well, to if
3: you're a cigarette it. smoker, you yeah. w- it would come more naturally. But if
2: you didn't. Well, Europe is, is amazing because like, people would always tell me, like, how Do you do it? I was like, What do you mean? It's like they had, like, they almost had this thing in their mind that you had to mix it with tobacco or the, it wouldn't work, you know what I mean? I was like, No, it's the exact opposite. Well, the, like, there's
3: a tribe, the Jujuka, mm-hmm. from the Moroccan, and they, from from Morocco, the Riff Mountains. Yeah, terms? Key, or, uh, the Rift Mountains. Uh, yeah, uh, well, anyway, yeah. Brian Jones brought them to London, and um, <coughs> somehow or other, they all came round to my house. Not Brian Jones. They never met. Oh, I did meet him. Never mind. They came, and one of the things they they called it um, the same, like same same. Uh, they were effectively saying you have to smoke it together, together, yeah, or, or, or you become impotent.
2: <laughs> I've actually heard that bullshit before too, that's, that, and that's like complete utter. Year, basically but
0: yeah, no it's hash I could understand it I
2: well mean, the thing about hash i mean it's like when you got to block a block of hash and you got to figure out to how to, you, you got to then it makes yeah. sense and that's the problem with a lot of europeans is that that was their sort of choice <laughs> well, product. introduction it's kind mm-hmm. of a yes just the way we do it exactly so they get used to that and like everybody smoking just, blunts kind of but i'd watch people roll joints
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah but i watch people roll joints and they would put like the same amount of weed in that i would you know like used to pack the end of it if I forgot to pack the end oh look a little bit of weed here I'll just pack it that was all their weed they would put in there it was like it out it out so you, you,
3: you were seeing it in the wholesale section <laughs>
2: <But> well <laughs> yeah but in general that was the thing about living over in Holland is I, I kind of realized that early on that people there just were not they weren't going in deep you know what I mean so they didn't really understand what things were and then it was like kind of like oh well shit I take weed and put ash on the weed and oh my god people would freak out and be like why are you talking about it? It's like, this is still not strong enough. You know what I mean? I want to, you know, that was, that's the mentality of the, of the American stoner compared to the European stoner. tolerance. Yeah. And we just don't get that whole tobacco thing. And then, and when you do uh, get someone hands you a joint, you don't know. And you, like I'm done. Like I, and then it's the opposite. I'd hand them my joint and then they'd be done. You know totally. what I mean? So it's like, we just knocked each other out. <laughs> one guy with a tobacco joint, one guy with a pure joint. Um, so, what else you got on the table for? Uh, for what are you doing? What are you doing at this event besides <laughs> promoting it? Are you you got some serious uh, uh, jobs at the actual um, event? Or yeah,
4: we ha- we have a really strong team, thankfully, to help us with every single part of this. We've done a dope cup in Washington. We just got done with it. We've mm-hmm. done one in Oregon. We've done a couple in Washington at this point. I think it's five. Yeah. Sorry, James, if that's not correct. Yeah. You're um close <laughs> but yeah, enough it's close. We're, enough. we're we're prepared, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. We've done it in a couple of different states. We know the loopholes and what we have to do to get through and make sure everything is compliant with the state to make sure that everything and everyone are, are happy and that it goes well as a, an event so we can mm-hmm. do it again. Um so that's really the plan is make it successful so it works again. So we're
2: Is there is there like a Thought out of the whole smoking bullshit, so that you don't get caught up into that whole. So thing?
4: yes, so pretty much how that works is At the back
2: area that's gonna open up.
4: We have cluster studios, mm-hmm. um, and so it's a private event. Everything is free to oh. get in, so you only have to RSVP. So if you are not a pro- pro- like producer, processor, grower, whoever, yeah. all you have to do is go on that website, RSVP, and you'll get a response as to um, how to get into the show. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, what
2: window is going to be open? Like third window from the Exactly. Ah, open, just get in. <laughs> Sneak.
4: Totally. I but bet. yeah, we have DAP buses that will be on site. And uh-huh. so those are our main sponsor levels. Um, so again, if you're interested in this, we do have consumption-friendly sponsor levels. Um, mm-hmm. So those will be obviously have badge security at each uh, door to make sure that that is completely compliant as well. Mm-hmm. Then those buses get to deck out their... Uh, those companies get to deck out their bus in all right. their swag. Gotcha. and then share their product but obviously can't be giving that product away so it's more so of a shareable come area come on board
2: and hang out 100 percent, cool so working around the law as we have to do in this industry because it's so lame because they haven't they have so the thing about colorado is like you know Amsterdam's always been like pretty you've seen how that whole social experiment operated like it's been going on for 40 years or so and it's like it, it reduced uh kids you know you reduce people wanting to smoke weed really is what happened like all the Dutch don't smoke weed it's mm-hmm. just the foreigners that mm-hmm. like, go there and go nuts you know what I mean so yeah, yeah. and okay. kind of happening here in Colorado where I think like a lot of the <laughs> Colorado people wouldn't say that they less smoke less but definitely there's like a. it's not like they're so like oh my god it's weed they're kind of over it they've heard about it you know what I mean and then every new state that comes on board it's a new thing and then all of a sudden they kind of it's it's like we get over it real quick and the interesting part is, is that that's why it should have been legal a long time ago, because it's not a big deal. We've just been making it into a big deal. And then by making it a big deal, and mostly by putting people in jail, that's the biggest problem of the whole thing. Because it's like, that's real deal stuff for, for nothing. You know? for like For just... Making
4: it not normalized by yeah. making
2: it it, it can only
3: speed up in a way. Uh, you know, like the Berlin Wall came mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. Communism was there forever. Right. And, and one day it wasn't.
2: Yeah. It's just and that, perception. And that year in '89 uh, right when that all happened and that was like you know the the interesting change of the whole dynamics of Europe because I was in Europe at the time just for my first time and then when I came back it was already different like people were a lot of eastern bloc people were moving into Amsterdam things were getting different right out of the gate and it was also like whoa hmm, maybe you know not that it was a good thing but it was definitely like
3: well, it hasn't worked out as well as I'd hoped early on. You know, I thought with communism over, we, uh, everybody would love each other. Or something. No, it didn't really work out. It got a like d- bit worse. It did.
2: All you need it is love. <laughs> love. It did, it did actually yeah. get worse. <laughs> and, and the weird part is is that now we're building another one. Like How long ago was that? It wasn't even 30 years ago or already. like We're going to build the new wall after that nobody seems to think about the Berlin Wall nobody seems to think about that whole bullshit even though it was not that long ago you know like uh so we're at that weird stage where it's like scary none of us would have ever thought we were where we are and and you've actually lived in America I I,
3: I, I don't think that a wall would get built do you
2: um no. I think he may get some ceremonial like 1 mile of stretch that he gets to build that he's they're, ex- they're
0: extending it in some areas what do you it's mean like, higher or yeah, wider or It's something? like corrugated metal and I don't know I saw some pictures online I don't know how serious like are American taxpayers really going to pay for that shit? Is Mexico going to really pay for no, it? No, they're not paying no. really
2: for sure. it. They've already said they're not going to pay for it. So, it's and, a bunch of bullshit. And and you know, like I said, there may be some like symbolic thing made where he gets to do his, to do his like gateway to America spot or something. We and get then, knocked down. <laughs> <laughs> well, <out of> <laughs> mo- most
3: poli- most politicians promise all sorts of stuff when they're trying to get elected. Yeah, but most of that stuff doesn't happen. Like, What's this? Gradually orb gets thing, forgotten.
0: Though? What's this orb thing? We see pictures of them with their hands on the o- orb. What is this orb thing?
3: I have no idea. You the haven't Trump's seen these, like, no. Trump
0: and all these, these Arab guys with the, with the things on their heads? And they're all, like, touching Adam's. Adam's got you, man. <laughs> I got a photo of it, I think. It was yeah, one of those. Dude, I was he like, flipped it, too. I actually know.
3: I did see something. I just didn't. I skipped it.
0: Yeah, they do some weird stuff like that.
1: Uh, I feel like
4: some of them are just photoshopped of his face in there.
1: What's
4: that? <laughs> I think a lot of them are just photoshopped.
0: So you don't think there's a real orb with there they were touching this orb? I no,
2: think th-
0: this orb thing. That was real. Yeah. I mean it looks photoshopped. Is it the so do all the pictures of the Earth <laughs> from space?
1: <laughs> that's funny. <laughs>
2: you never saw that. Yeah, there you go. Boom. Show show to the king. Yeah,
0: dude, he's really oh. orbing it up with these guys yeah. like
2: they're... You know you didn't see the orb, you didn't see the orb. wow yeah, it's uh it to to me the whole to me the whole trip that he's been doing right now over in Middle East and everywhere is just like it's this one train wreck after another, really. It's like you come down and you're like, "Really?" So, you know, one day he's he's, he's making it basically just making enemies everywhere you go so it's like okay well but you know even if you do push through a cloud m-
3: many of us have probably done that when you get through you just kind of look relieved not
2: I did it oh that 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 was because <laughs> you saw that push through the thing what's that with when
3: uh, he's supposed
2: push through the, uh, the oh the NATO guy. Yeah,
0: yeah dude what a what a douchebag <laughs>
3: but I'm saying uh, many of us have pushed through some time or other but when you and get through, got all you, smug you'd like to pretend right. I, no I was here I'm
2: actually <laughs> honest but he's going yeah it was almost like right. you're cutting in line at the uh, southwest <laughs> or something like that you know what <laughs> I mean it was just like dude Chuck E. Cheese and actually yeah, this is my spot number 44 <laughs> <laughs> yeah no he was just ridiculous I mean, hey, right.
0: but all the bullshit aside though with the orb picture they're like my understanding is that he did like a 110 billion dollar arms deal with the saudis and and like the the guy that um like initiate I don't, the, the, his name escapes me or whatever but the guy that that basically brokered the deal or whatever his wife is uh, involved with ivanka trump with some um the women's foundation or something and ironically enough, like the Saudis just donate like a hundred million dollars to this women's mm-hmm. foundation of Ivanka Trump's. Like, and they simultaneously got a hundred and ten billion dollar arms deal going on. To put
2: hundred mil down to get hundred But why the
0: fucking orb? The orb. Dude. Like, what are they really up to? Like, we don't know about with the orb. So, I'm sure it's
1: like some spiritual.
2: I, or, Metaph- or metaphysical they, they made up some bullshit happened. yeah nothing nothing's real they just have to f- put a flash they know that him and he's like he's kind of like the bird that needs to see a if, if he sees a shiny thing he's going to go nuts for and pick it up take it home or whatever he sees a big glowing ball he's like oh yeah i'm all in right now whatever i got to do they could have told him to do anything he would have done it probably so you know he just he's easy easy yeah. target
0: those pictures with the with
2: with the Pope are pretty hilarious. With um, did you see that with, one? Did you see that one, Tom? The meeting with the Pope.
3: Well, I've seen the one. The Photoshop weird. one where where did with the, the Adams family? With the hands.
1: No, no, oh, no. the Adams like family one was good.
2: I saw one. They had the they had the shining kids and the Adams family and they kind of mixed it all up. Did, I you see
4: this one. I feel like I see the, like Trump meme every three scrolls. So it's yeah, just...
2: and you're in front of that idiot box upstairs all the time, right? So that's all oh, you do. Yeah. Is see.
0: It, it's the kids from The Shining and Damien. Yeah, that's the original. I'm, I'm trying to find it. That's the, original. that's the original. That's the
1: original.
4: I mean, how about how Obama addressed <laughs> the nation? <laughs> they just
0: threw, in. look, they threw Damien in there. <laughs> but the one with the girls. I, I'm sorry, what were you saying?
4: Oh, no, I was just saying how. Um, obama addressed the nation on all the tragedy that's happened this past couple of days in manchester Mm -hmm. and you know just having that type of
2: well the contrast i mean the thing is like you had one guy who could actually talk and regardless if you agreed with him or not or whatever the policy the whole thing was his he was in my opinion it was like him battling everybody to try to get just the most basic shit done whereas this has just been like railroading and weirdness and like stuff where you're just like this is like Against, I mean, she talked about fracking. Yeah, he talked about it. fracking uh, the 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 um, monument there with with the what's the monument? The one, the big one, <laughs> the uh, faces. Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. He's in fracking Mount Rushmore. He's he's already con- gone that. That's what he wants to do.
0: Fracking.
2: Yeah, and go in there and you know, c- extract some of the. Thought that oh, was yeah. done underground Yeah but he was like Talking about all around That area right. and stuff And like And going yeah. in And, oh, and wow. finding minerals or something. I was like, what are you talking about dude? Like yeah. it's like Just amazing stuff Like against the uh, nature Against you know Humanity Humanity Like pretty much going Against wow. all those things Where you're just like Every day you're like Wow I couldn't even think I couldn't even sit around And think of all the stuff That he. said. So to...
3: do you think that uh, They keep the story going Until uh-huh. Congress is in power
2: Yeah yeah, I mean, I think it's. And
3: then have a go at him. Is that
2: the idea? I'd say. It's, that's what I heard. I'd say a few more months of letting him just think he's doing something on his own and then just, like, slam him down, you know, because when the midterms come up, that's going to be, like, the flip, you know what just I mean? Wait for him to really fuck up. And all, all of a sudden, it's going to be a Democratic, you know, controlled house, and then he's going to be in some serious shit, and all of a sudden, it's going to go no, you know, and then, then they start the case, because right now, everything can get vetoed and blocked and. You know, it just, it's just—it's the thing about it is that it exposes America for what it really is, which is just like a, a, cl- a classic clusterfuck. Well, a classic example of like it was a big boys' club for a long time. It still is, but now it's being exposed and it's getting all like, oh, this is how we run things. You know, I mean, it's like it's starting. To, it's gonna. There's gonna be some major changes, I think, and there will be some, you know, rebellion and some people out there with the, uh, you know. Oh, that's the good that can come out of this. The bad side about it is that we have to get through some sort of, probably some serious shit to get to that point. You know what I mean? Cause, Just holding on. You know, and at the same time, weed's legal, guys. That's, that's the thing. They keep dangling the weed thing, like, keep getting new states, Everyone's excited, woo, weed! They forget about the fact that they're losing all their... Hey, don't
0: worry, guys. If you can grow weed, you can grow food.
3: Right? You're, you're talking about the <laughs> <a> pendulum. <laughs> the pendulum that it, it, how far does it go to be bad before it swings back do you think it's uh, got, still got farther to go oh for sure in the bad department I mean? yeah
2: oh yeah I mean we haven't the thing is that we live a real cushy life here in the states I mean as far as like what we conceive as our bad days is not, nothing compared to some other people's bad days you know what I mean like we have our our level of you know ability to bounce back and do stuff and it's pretty I'd say it's pretty weak you know what I mean like when you travel the world and see places you're like these people are like ready ready for it because they've been through it and they've seen it you know we're we're like <clears throat> we send people off to do stuff and we got our little plan and we make up but we don't none of very few of us are actually you know that hardened in any kind of way shape or form so it's kind of like a i would hate as a you know when you start looking at like countries like north korea or like russia and places those people are hardened. you know i mean they, you look at those guys and you are like man they would definitely <laughs> you know literally trump us in a lot of like one-on-one things when it comes to, you know we have technology or we have whatever but I don't really trust it so much because we're skimping a lot on a lot of stuff now it's starting to get to that point where you know we used to do stuff pretty solid state and make it right now we farm it out and we're buying stuff off of everybody so if I had a chance to like make a special part for like a weapon for America and we're farming it out to some other place and they're just like they can put a kill switch. You know, there's all sorts of stuff that can go into that. And I'm always thinking, like, oh, how effective is our stuff really? You know, we don't test it. Some stuff is like yeah, 40 years old, <laughs> 60 years old, hasn't been, you
3: know. That's, that's the problem with the munitions industry. You keep making these samples. <laughs> You've got to use them, mm-hmm. so, so you can
2: make some more. Well, like that mother of all bomb thing that we blew up recently in Afghanistan. That they had that for. 14-15 years on the shelf and it was kind of like yeah we gotta do something with this you know what I mean we made this we've been sitting on it for 14 years and nobody's let us do it and they were like yeah yeah go for it do it do it <laughs> you know what I mean it's just like but but we get to you know make a new one now so we get to make a bigger a bigger better one but you know it's kind of it's kind of the uh that's where I always get tripped out though. I'm always like let's yeah. not
3: end on a cheering <laughs> No, <two. laughs> We're not we're not. We're gonna go back to
2: fun stuff. But then I was gonna say know, it, it, it is like one of those things where cannabis has like you know, the ability to make kind of a great communicator, you know what I mean? I so have. the f- the fact that we're we have lifestyle changes that we can actually, you know, spend money in the right place, put other people out of because it's interesting to see how these big companies are going out of business now. Um, you know, big chains of...
3: But the internet and social media is changing things. I mean, oh, people who are talking to each other all around the world.
2: Mm-hmm. All the time. Yeah. Yeah, and the... I mean...
0: Even while they're walking, like, in front of... Like, Especially
3: she- when they're walking. <laughs> in
2: in <laughs> London,
3: they've had to put... Uh, A couple of um, lampposts, they've had to pad them out before people were walking into them.
1: (laughs) Really?
0: Enough to do that. (laughs) Wouldn't that be kind of funny just like, see a guy doing it and just kind of guide them in the shit?
2: That could also be a lie because it's what somebody told me. Yeah, no, I've seen I've seen uh, plenty of people, and it gets worse and worse too. It's like when you see kids, you always see like a family, and it's always like the one kid on the phone. He's like right, he's behind everybody, and he's like just so into it. <laughs> right. And it's like, you yeah, know, yeah. And I'm always like I'm always like yeah, you know, it, it's a parent's fault at that point for even letting him have a phone. He's seven years old, exactly. nine years old, whatever. But it's just like it's it's definitely gonna end up being a different vibe, just because I mean every generation's got its own, you know, obviously. You look down on every generation, and they suck. You know, I mean, that's pretty much standard, right? What do you do? What? <laughs> this is our next generation right here in the studio. No, yeah, well, you know, we, we blame millennials for everything now because it's like that's the, the, the thing you do. So, but yeah, my three-year-old. But I don't know. He, he's probably two generous. Three-year-old
3: great-granddaughter <laughs> to pulls the iPad out of my hand. Uh-huh.
2: He's
0: not even a baby boomer. He's like oh, yeah. before what? Yeah. What? Were you a baby boomer or before that? No, I was a child bride.
3: <laughs> what? <laughs> I married that. young. And um, and my children, they, uh, well, I, ha- I have a son <laughs> that um, had many relationships. That, <laughs> I'm just now getting that. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, anyway, there's a lot of them.
2: <laughs> One mindful. my fault. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also about the, about the, like, you got good ones out there, so that's a good thing. I mean, we haven't talked about Gab at all, but... Well, my daughter
3: was, um, is, I, I adore her. She, she, all the women in my life tell me what to do, and I'm very happy that way because I don't do too well on my own. And she's been major, but she um, was, well, not exactly, but married to Joe Strummer, only they didn't actually get married, but they had two children. And um, uh, they're uh, my grandchildren, and now uh, they've had children. So Quite it's, it's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. And um, but she, I guess you sh- you can't have favourites. But I mean, it's God's little joke that ma- man is the strongest sex. It's such rubbish. No, just do what. you... If I'd done what the ladies in my life had told me at the time. I'd be, still be a wealthy man <laughs> instead of.
2: Uh, oh, it always takes but a good, good I, I team. Good teams it. are always are hard hard to beat in that sense. Yeah, well, it's just
3: that um, the arrogance of the male can get you down sometimes. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, having been there, done that, <laughs> right? Thanks.
2: So, um, no, we we're just talking about Gab. So she basically was with Joe from. Like, what time period was it? 17 years. and um, Like, when when they were doing Rock the Casbah and stuff like that, yeah, that yeah, was yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah. the intro period? Or was that also like, kind of they'd been together already for a little while, weren't they? Or? Well,
3: I'm, I'm trying to think of the years because... Because that would was, be like... Uh, they, they had a cottage in L.A. And, and I... They weren't using it, so I moved out there with jewelry.
2: Uh-huh. That's like 81, uh, I think, uh, or something uh, like that.
3: And they were in that, they moved into that hotel where Belushi died. I forget oh, what Oh, yeah,
2: it was. the, uh, what is the name, of the yeah. Hollywood ones.
3: Yeah, uh, well, anyway, that, that one. Uh, so, <laughs> so I was there during that time, and, then, and he made an album in this building, um, which turned out eventually to be, the Hollywood Athletic Club. Oh, yeah. We didn't which I opened up, no, But, but Joe did the earthquake weather uh-huh. um, uh, thing there.
2: Because that was a whole time period for you there, too, with the Hollywood Athletic Club. Because that was, uh, you were pretty much well, I, I thought partnered I, in it. I, I thought it all work I, out?
3: Well, I got somebody with a lot of money to put up the money so I could build it. And, mm-hmm. and I ran it. But it was an upscale pool hall. Yeah, it was great. On Sunset. <coughs> sunset. Mm-hmm. And um, it was originally the Hollywood Athletic Club built in 23, 24. Mm-hmm. And it was just sitting there, you know, a big sort of white elephant. And we put in 46 pool tables and four snooker tables and restaurants and bars. And,
2: and I remember it was great. Thank
3: God it took off. But um, trouble is running a club, you know, it, it can't go forever. So, sure. I, so I ducked out after about seven or eight years
2: yeah you were definitely doing it it was, a, it was a definitely a little uh, section of time there that was, was I remember it being at least five or six years
3: well it fitted in with the rock and roll world because mm-hmm. English bands when they were in LA would come mm-hmm. <coughs> like you 2 and uh, they they didn't arrive till two in the morning and mm-hmm. that's when we close. so my explaining to everybody tonight we're going to stay open yeah. all night and uh,
2: back to your old ways yeah, it seems that's what happened pretty much yeah but
1: no
3: i mean the staff definitely wanted to stay yeah
2: so and it was fun it was a great space i mean it was definitely like upscale like you said and there was that time period also where you just kind of hit it because I think pool was cool again, you know, that was like now it's sort of like it's faded again. It's not the hottest, <coughs> coolest thing. But yeah. That we weekend.
0: almost had a pool table here.
3: Right? We talked about it. Yeah. We definitely well, talked That's about all it. I got out of it. it was
2: actually <laughs> as far as we got. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Learning how to play pool.
3: That's but, uh,
2: Well that, and, and I mean, it, it, like I said, it was, uh, it was definitely the, the time and place to do that kind of stuff because, uh, everywhere in the states there was pool halls opening up or being re- re- yeah. reconditioned made them nice and, and you guys had it pretty uh, much like and a, we were in hollywood f- and, and got
3: everybody that was in all the tv shows and everything yeah. used to come there and hang out because as opposed to a music club where it's blah, 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 yeah this was big you could have private well, rooms i mean think
2: of how many deals went down there probably mm. lots you know because that's like a a classic space to go and you know do the deal and play the game and see who was on top yeah. and be like, "All right, guess it's guess I'm the one who's getting the fifty-one percent right now because you just lost the game." You know what I mean? That's what's well, great about pool, you know, because <laughs> you can houses were lost, families were torn apart just because of you. Come on now. <laughs> Tom think of all the destruction you caused with, with, the, your, pool. <laughs> yeah, with the, the pool with the pool probably yeah, worse yeah, yeah. worse than cannabis that's for sure I, I, <laughs> <laughs> pools more dangerous than cannabis I guarantee <sighs> more people have had a stick cracked it over was, their head it was and, in <laughs> LA so there was no
3: smoking of any kind inside he's right
2: <laughs> yeah, there you go so you guys were going for the whole well,
3: at first they wouldn't let me sell alcohol and, um, and I, but they, I could only sell it in the bar and they weren't able to take it to the table t- 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 but eventually.
2: Got it all worked out. Yeah. yeah.
3: It, 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 I had to go through all sorts of public appeals just to get the permission to do it. It was quite a. It wasn't what I expected.
2: Right. It signed on for. Sure. Well, probably the. the, uh, the see that's the thing is, English people get away with murder, right? So you probably got a chance to go. You got in there, they were like, oh, this guy seems pretty legit. Like, Because <laughs> English accents always sound extra legit to us for some reason, you know, it's like we're like, oh must be that's why all the newscasters are now English, you notice that. Like they always have one guy, that has got a little English accent or or something. English know?
3: actors come over here to make their living, I guess. Yeah, they crush <clears> it. They <throat> crush it because people are like,
2: Oh, this is totally legit. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and then <laughs> speaking you know, like that, how could he
3: possibly be crooked? Could, exactly. Could you
0: explain to to us the difference between a bloke and a wanker?
2: Big difference.
3: A bloke could be a decent guy, yeah. but a wanker is, I think that's self-explanatory. Yeah. No, a wanker
2: is definitely not a good thing. Right. A bloke is like, you could be a bloke. It could be a good bloke. bloke's pretty general, though. That's just oh, like... So we're all, it's I mean, kind of it, like saying a it, guy It's a bit old-fashioned to be
3: a bloke, you know. Dude
2: yeah.
0: or a guy. But you can a be dude good... Dude is l-
3: American and California and all that stuff. But, um, you know, these words cross over, of course.
0: So bloke, so bloke can be can it be bad too or?
2: well it can be bad but it's not necessarily a good bad way to it wouldn't, it wouldn't be the best description in a bad
3: way I mean if you say it's a bad bloke I suppose yeah. that's but you'd have to you add know, something I to see. it you'd have to add something to it so bloke is just like a
2: guy. It no, no no no, okay. no. It's, a, it's
3: an ancient English version of dude
0: <laughs> okay I'm, I,
2: dude <laughs> Slow. no bloke don't work <laughs> see that don't work. that don't work that don't
3: work no but in those days there were different sorts of conversations sure
2: and I mean like you know like you said it's always nice to be unique like if you're English living in LA even though nowadays it's not very unique because there's so many English living there but for the most part just having that ex- uh, being a little bit different well, always worked you know well, same when I, I was in I, Australia
3: I, I had a lot of fun being coming to America but Oh, when when one of the things I, I I've been lucky enough to meet quite a lot of famous people in my life just because the way it went,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and how they turn out to be, oh, for me much nicer than I imagined. Right, know? and uh, well, yeah, more to... ordinary, you know, just down
2: to earth and mm-hmm. stuff. Well, yeah, and like, uh, you know, and some of them are like 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 our friend Mac Rebenack from Doctor John, like he's like, you know, working like like crazy and he's still like he how old is he now he's in his 70s like, I oh yeah no I mean he's his mid 70s or something
3: and what a guy
2: and he's still I mean yeah no he's still the same you know definitely down to earth guy but he's also worked like they work him like a dog you know that's like crazy and you're just like how does it so you'd think after all that he'd be more jaded than he is you know what do you mean that's straight that's straight boom oh, you need, you need gotcha gotcha I think I
3: told you your mom and I sat in the. No, uh, Dr. John, me, somebody else, and um, uh, what's his name, the junior guy, um, Robert Downey. Oh, right. That guy. guy. The Ah, the junior ah, guy. That guy. No, 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 I I, I said because he was only a child then. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: He's still a child.
3: I don't know. It's so, I, 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 no. <laughs> I, I actually did. At one point, I did talk to him when I was running Hollywood Athletic Club because he was going to make this film about Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. And Charlie Chaplin used to live in the Hollywood Athletic Club, and uh, wow. there was all that sort of stories. And he was just interested in them, and he, he seemed like a, a real nice guy.
2: Well, he did really good on that movie. Actually, that was like it was brilliant. Uh, yeah. That was like one of his turning point movie things, where it was like, "Well, oh, this guy can actually do some stuff." Because you know, we knew him as a kid, and he was punk, so it was kind of <laughs> dip, different, you know. Well, th- they also
3: were interested in the history of the Hollywood Athletic Cup because Johnny Weissmuller. Um, I- I'm actually every famous. I think old I'm movie kin star. to
0: Johnny 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 Weissmuller, like oh, the Tarzan guy. Yeah. I, I, my, my, it's either him really? or Jock Mahoney my grandfather well, told me I was he was, he was I discovered
3: at the Hollywood Athletic Club I think he was the swimming pool attendant or some, oh, something because yeah, there's a swimming pool there That's as well you well. like a legend well uh, <laughs> I, I had um, some genuine antiques made <laughs> for the club I was part of doing it and got these enormous mirrors made by this english model maker guy i knew was quite brilliant and they were on the stairway big tall mirrors with all the gold and gilt on one we had um johnny Weissmuller. Uh, oh i i forget there were four different characters from that period right and i went back there a couple of years ago still there uh, and they're still on the wall and they told me they were from the the days of the 20s. Oh, really? You're like, hmm. really? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, okay. Uh, I I, no, I just accepted yeah. it. That's as funny. A, yeah, no, because I didn't actually build them. It was just, yeah. uh, but you had them, the idea.
2: Sure, but you had it, but you had them installed, basically. In and thing. they're still there, so I'm, I'm happy about that. It's good Even, to know you can time travel. It's good to know your time <laughs> travel. Like, yeah, I built those in the 20s. Before. For those that
0: can't spell Wiz Wiz Muller, however you say it, in Google, he was one of the original Tarzans, right?
3: Johnny, Johnny Wismala, yeah. There was, I uh, uh, forget the one before him. It Somebody. was Jacques Mahoney, I think. No, it was, um,
0: uh, he was briefly one. But yeah.
2: I can't remember. I'm not, I'm not up on my Tarzan info. <laughs> this guy hung looks out like with a more Tarzan. Like, he looks like a... I I could see you being Tarzan kin. You could definitely.
0: Alexander <laughs> dude. I don't even know what he Skarsgard. looks like. I don't know
2: what he looks like, even. I'm just hey. looking at you and saying. No. <laughs> Tarzan? Definitely. Tarzan. Definitely. Yeah, Tarzan. Just straight yeah. up Tarzan. I like the
3: new Tarzan <laughs> films, didn't I? haven't didn't
2: seen, seen them.
0: Yeah, they're good. It's really. pretty epic, yeah. Did you see them both? I'm talking about the one that Alexander Skarsgård plays Tarzan. No, he's talking like, about the new ones, he says. It is a new one. Uh,
3: oh, it, it's actually the prequel of the one that was a few years ago. Oh, there maybe was, I haven't seen that. They oh, followed well, up. Well, they followed it up with a prequel, so it was before. Was it
0: like for the uh, <coughs> King Leopold's guy? He's like cutting the hands off of the, the African uh, people. Um, do.
3: That was that? Oh, God.
1: I've that seen was that, was like the background. All right. kind of got yeah. sure, it But the one, one
3: before was where the, the father dies and the mother dies, and they're on this island right and, and right. the chimps move in and,
0: and adopt his ass
3: yeah 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 <laughs> and I only thank god that. we got this tarzan <laughs> prequel
2: covered <Dude. laughs> i'm glad we got that covered. no that's
3: the original one the one afterwards is but the, one this that's guy, out the moment.
0: this guy hung out with tarzan oh. the ape man your boy you. tom do you like the coolest person oh. walking the planet no no, <laughs> no i
3: i wasn't there with them they're too old but I'm saying that you were part of the history of the Hollywood Athletic Club. And, oh, feet, okay. and people like Robert Downey Jr. wanted to know all that stuff, and they would
0: come. But you still hung out with Iron Man.
2: Yeah, yeah. You fight, well, no, that was, that was a little older. But yeah, that wasn't really a big deal for us, though.
0: We're trying not to get you too, Stone, but, man, you're holding your own, I see.
3: I'm taking it gently. Yeah.
2: I told f- folks, we have to be careful, you know? We might fall over. So, uh, yes. so now you're sort of this like retired, loving life, got yourself <clears> a little <throat> pad in London. How's that going?
3: Well, I was lucky. I um, he, he's like lost a, all my money, <laughs> so right. I so I had to take a different view on life. Uh-huh. So I I live in London, a very minimum wage and pension yeah. and stuff like that. But I have a lovely apartment in the best part of town, so... Uh, That's
2: always a good score. And you don't pay much now, right? Because it's all... I mean, not to tell us how much you pay, but in you don't, I mean, you got a pretty good deal. London can... Cry. I mean, London is one of the most expensive <laughs> places in the world well, as far uh, as getting a house or a place. And,
3: but there, there is the, the basic idea of socialism there mm-hmm. where you try to help the public. And from time to time, you get a socialist government and you get more help. Right. Then it goes right wing and, and you get less. It's, it's a similar story here, you know. So you got you got turn in the right so swing. I was in the right time, yeah. right place at the right time, which was happy for me. But, um, no, I mean, I, bit, I met people in, in London quite a bit. I mean, as is, this is a name-dropping show, right?
2: Oh, it is now, yeah. Now, <laughs> now that you're on here. <laughs> I, 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 I've
3: got the best one, actually, the one I was most excited about was... Martin Luther King Jr.
0: There you go, Jr. <laughs> the right he, one. The right one. He
3: was. He was wonderful. <laughs> you met Dr.
0: I w- Martin Luther King. I
3: did. Tell Dude. us. Like, tell us about that story. Well, what happened is, Dude. I was uh, working for
2: my. I told you Forrest Gump right now, you know. The, my you know. father-in-law. <laughs> oh, <wow. clears throat>
3: I had a father-in-law who was a property dealer, and that's how I was getting into it. And I met this guy called Basil Sands, who was from the Bahamas, and we built a hotel in the Bahamas, and I, I kind of got to know him. And he was a good-looking black guy, and, um, and he was trying to do a deal with me, or help me to get him to do a deal with my father-in-law. I can't remember the stuff, but he was great, and he invited me to this event. And it was mostly the black community in England, and and, it,
2: and I, I was honoured to be there. Wow.
1: That's
2: amazing. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. And like you said, super down to earth. And uh, what do you say? You told me you said something to you. Um, I, I, I'm not going to tell on record our conversation. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> that's good. But he was he was a dude. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, and over these, uh yeah, and so like, I mean, that's an interesting part. Of like, I think now, um the one thing that the the millennials, the one the thing that they seek and that they the grouping they, of
0: awful humans,
2: right? No, it's not the grouping. It's just but the it's just a different um exposure they level. They just
0: got to call us off something. And so you just what?
2: To well, realize, you know, I think. But what well, the part of it is like? Everybody's looking for authentic <laughs> Authenticity, right now, that's like the key to to, like, success, you know what I mean? Right, exactly. Like, if you're authentic, and then when it comes to media, when it comes to, like, fashion, when it comes to all these things, like, you know, if you're a brand that's been around, like, that's one of the, the reasons that I feel like, you know, we're, we haven't cashed out yet on Hoodlum because we're we're still the same crew, the same original seven people working on the company or whatever, and, like, I think Dope's very similar. Like, it's all pretty authentic as far as, like, you guys. I mean, you're expanding, and that's that's the the danger of expansion is that you lose chance you can lose your core you know what i mean you have to stay it's all about true culture and then now the stories that are coming out of your well of you know incredible stories and the stories that are out there are mm. so crazy for other people to hear because they are you know just they weren't at that right spot in time but then you know as a storyteller because that's what i do too on this show at the time i feel like cuz people are like, tell a story and it's like oh. I gotta think of something now. You know what I mean? It's like it's extra hard. But once you get in a rhythm, you start telling it. And then when you tell these like details, like, you know, you still haven't even talked about your royal sort of connections either. Cause that's another whole other angle. Because that's what they, people would expect. They meet you and they go, like, Oh, he sounded so proper, you know, and you could like name drop pretty hard in the. Well, I was. Dude, both. we
0: haven't name. Speaking of name dropping, <laughs> we haven't even played the Grateful Dead audio clip oh, yeah, we that we have. That. have
2: oh, yeah, we have that too in reserve. Let's do that. Speaking of name dropping, the peak of, like, the peak like of just, name just dropping. to give some like <laughs>
0: validation to all of this. Oh, you okay. Know? okay,
2: sure. Let's okay. play it. Let's play.
0: It. Like, oh, y'all want to play it now? I was yeah. just reminding that well, that we, it. we have play it, play but we got a
2: whole got a whole room full of people now, So
3: this is. From uh, Jerry Garcia, the Jerry Garcia yeah, band, intro at first. and it's a song called "Might As Well."
2: Uh-huh. I'm,
0: I'm gonna just play the whole thing and 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 listen at one minute. No, and no, no, get closer to the. Can't
2: you go closer to? It's just
0: one, one minute and 14 seconds. Yeah, so we got two okay. hours, an hour left. You got one it, minute. Okay, I guess we uh, can It's a that. Grateful Dead song. It's pleasant. Okay, no, it's it. not
3: Grateful Dead. It's Jerry Garcia band. Oh, it,
0: it's it's yes, pleasant nonetheless. <laughs> Minute 14 is coming up. Just trying to give them the vibe, you know.
1: Might
0: as well just play the whole song, right? Alright, here we go. Jerry Garcia plugging our guest. One more time. There it is. There it is. Epic history.
2: There it is, folks. We believe him. Of course we believe him.
0: Jerry Garcia, plug in the Man.
2: Yeah. is that 71, 72 you said? Like, after the 71 tour.
3: That was the 72 tour. Gotcha. But he, it's actually, the song came afterwards, because he's talking about the 72 tour. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Because a lot of their family came, and that's what he's singing. A mm-hmm. lot of our, I forget the words, mm-hmm. were able to get
2: there, and <clears throat> it, and it was a, a big family event. Well, that's what they're all known for, <clears throat> and that's the thing is it never ended, because they're just extended family. Now the whole thing about being dead fam, you know, which is what it is, and you like our friend Jr. who was there, you know pretty much their road Jonathan
3: Reister who was also involved with the Grateful Dead ties us in with Eureka exactly
2: (laughs) exactly no it all comes kind of full circle and as a kid when I left in 89 I remember like being all kind of like it was was a weird time period music wise America was just nowhere it was just a big mess kind of and then when I came back kind of, you could come back yearly or whatever and in the early 90s all my friends were turning into little deadheads and I was like kind of like really like i grew up with this whole stuff you know what i mean to me it was kind of like uh, eh, i'm moving to europe so i'd go to europe and you know <laughs> completely different angle um and then i'd watch, electronic exactly <laughs> and then i watched the tour come through in 93 when i started my uh shop and it was like wow this is like turning into something big you know what i mean it was like scene wise and you know had a bunch of kids move in stay with us and we'd have like battles between their little tapes of the dead that they would try to crank out in the courtyard, you know, and I'd be like putting on hip hop and it was a full on, it was a battle. It was a, fun, it was a battle, but I was totally like, you know, appreciative of the whole thing, but at the same time, not, uh, you know, kind of unfazed by it because I was like, Wow, this is weird. Like I went and saw that um, guy that's
3: just walked in and sitting across the air. Uh-huh. He's done a recall.
2: Oh yeah, no, we know. And this this is the
3: he's almost normal.
2: <laughs> no, I don't think most most of Ricans aren't fully normal. There has to be some some some, some <laughs> element in there, otherwise it wouldn't you know, they wouldn't be able to let go that much. Um the uh yeah, so then the I don't even know what else. See, now I've lost. I've actually lost. You're talking train. about hip hop no, versus deadheads. I was battling the deadheads,
0: battling heads. it out.
2: Yeah, well, that was the thing because I, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't seeing the same scenes in Europe as they are here. But at the you know, and then to see now living in Colorado, and Colorado is like jam band central. So, you know, that's why I knew Tom would be, one hundred percent not only relevant but more than interesting because the uh, you know the.
3: Well, you gave me permission to do that. What I like to do, which is yeah, tell
2: stories. Exactly. And, um, well, that's, that's what I figured. I figured you were like a natural fit because, you know, if we sit around and talk, and we don't have very much time usually when we do, we're like a couple of days here, a couple of so days. So I got to
3: get a better one than Martin Luther King. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Let's do <laughs> yeah, it. Let's better. go. For,
2: let's go. Let's
3: go up the. Let's go up the ladder. I must be lying, right? No. Of course not. Um. I.
2: <laughs> How do you start this one? I How
3: do you start this? Somehow thing? or other, I got involved with British aristocracy. I, I'm a boy from the buildings, but managed mm-hmm. to go to a school where they taught you to speak birthways. And um, I, I, I had this I, an, an island in the, in the Caribbean called Mustique, mm-hmm. was owned by this guy Colin Tennant, the Honorable Colin Tennant, and his wife was lady-in-waiting to Princess Margaret. So I met Princess Margaret, and she asked me one, uh, if I would be her escort, because she was being invited. It I was on a German enormous boat. Mm-hmm. So I, and I'd said to her, you know, I can't call you ma'am. And she said, look, Tom, your name's Tom, my name's ma'am. Right, well, right, Mum. <laughs> anyway, we went and on the boat, and all uh, German aristocracy, and they're all doing the clicking of the heels thing. Why? You know what I mean? No, not really. Oh, <laughs> elaborate! Well, I, 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 you have to have the right shoes on. Proper cl- I, heel clicks. I, Proper German heel so clicks. So of course, as I was with her, <laughs> I must be somebody <laughs> important. So I had a great night.
2: <laughs> right, so you were getting, you were getting hit. Anyway, quickly. she she was another <laughs> wow. really
3: down to earth person, and uh, um, but of no, the, es- did of the you draw. have did you have it's a shagger? Did you have security? No, all you? no, no <laughs> <don't>, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, uh, security. I I used to sit with her detective mm-hmm. when I went outside to smoke a joint because I wasn't going to do that in front of everyone. Right. And this was these, this island, Mustique, you, you can just read it up. It was um, desi- de- developed by this guy um, who became Lord or whatever. And he sold the houses to aristocrats, film uh-huh. stars and all that stuff. And they built their fantasies.
2: Right. So is it still is it still like that or is it kind of going to... Wayside.
3: I haven't been there for about four hundred years. I guess. <laughs> it <laughs> feels like, right? Huh. No. Um, I
2: don't know. We'll yeah, look it up. Yeah, we'll look no,
3: it up. No, I, I, I'm sure it's popular and all that.
2: Right. Stuff. No, I have to check it out. It sounds pretty awesome. And then, uh, I mean, that was a, uh, was that like a one-off, or was that something where you actually kept in contact in some I way? I didn't.
3: I didn't. Um.
2: Uh. I, I, I was. You didn't get to use I mean, that it, card. It, it, you didn't get to use that card very often. It wasn't like, hey, Margie, I, it, what up? It was, a, mo- mom. it was
3: a, mo- a moment in time. <laughs> yeah. She invited me back to her house, but I never did. You know, later what, on. What were you thinking? Not, 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 not wow. like I, no, no, I said that came out wrong.
2: Yeah. Just, Sure. Uh, she invited you would again. I like to...
3: Yeah. No, of course yeah. I didn't. And mm-hmm. too bad you should have done it. I, mean, it was could be cool. I was a married
2: man. I'm not okay, oh, well. Oh, well, there okay, you go. That's, well. a, that's not a, with
3: somebody that's well
2: known, anyway. No, you'd be in the paper like in a day, right? It wouldn't take long to catch that one. Yeah, no. um, But you need, yeah. But you also didn't get to call her up and like, you know. Continue. I
3: told my wife
2: everything anyway. Sure. <laughs> so you were, So you were married at that time, actually.
3: I was married as a child. Okay, I told you, I was a yeah. child Right. right.
2: <laughs>
0: Wow, what does that mean exactly? Well,
3: yes. well, they call actually, actually they use the expression for women, a child bride, you know. But yeah, um, yeah. But you were so you were in the reverse. I, I'm being You're
2: facetious. How old were you, like eighteen?
3: I, I what, when we got married. Yeah i think 21 oh, that's she was right. about
2: ah, 17 that's, 18. that's, that's fine, that's fine. That, yeah. you, it sounds like it sounds like you uh, in london
3: they're grateful if you do get married nowadays because none, right. none of my family seem to want to do that
2: no no yeah i mean like i, I it's funny because i tell the story of you sometimes uh <clears throat> you know because it's like if you haven't quite caught it on the show uh you were almost like my sort of stepfather for a minute there. It was like, it was a moment in time where it was like, yeah, there you go, Tom. I was quite proud to call Daddy you <laughs> my a stepson heel. because yeah. it,
3: it got me um, big brownie points in one of the shops. and oh, that helps. <laughs> that helps. Yeah, around here, you're like, you're like I was just asking because <laughs> I thought, it's uh, <laughs>
2: Yeah, tell the anyway. story. Tell a story. Tell a story.
1: Well, I I
3: I, <laughs> I, I I'd never been in one of these um, dispensaries. I don't have a medical. Uh, I, I won't, how do I get a letter? Anyway, I'm in there and I, I'm everybody's talking about this, that, and the other, and, and I suddenly thought, oh, I wonder if they know uh, Adam. So I said, um, do, you, do you know Adam Dunn? And the guy, <laughs> wait, the film star, I said. No, no. I think he's in your business. What oh, do you mean the famous Adam <laughs> <laughs> Dunn?
2: Right. So the, the baseball so player. So after that, yeah, the baseball player. Uh, <laughs> I got invited on the program.
3: That's all I can tell you. <laughs> yeah,
2: well, it was, it's it's kind of funny. The same thing happened to my friend, which was really weird. It was like a Japanese guy that I used to live with in Australia back like twenty plus years ago, right? And he had a he was living in China. He had to go to on a chocolate. Uh, he he worked for a chocolate company at the time and he had to go to like a trade show in germany for chocolate and he's like oh i'm really close to amsterdam and he had this i was in a high times no i wasn't in high times i was in a japanese magazine called hot dog actually and it was uh all sorts of weird doesn't it's not a porno it was just called hot dog no i mean japanese magazine Weird magazine. i didn't even go there i i didn't even it was a weird you don't have to they don't know how to translate very well but it was a weird one it was like (laughs) It didn't say my right name. It said the wrong name, but it showed my shop and this weed thing. Because it was all about, like, it was either, like, um, animated porn kind of weird shit, you know? Like, they always into like, those little weird, like, little vignettes of looks like schoolgirls or whatever. And then the next would be, like, weed, you know what I mean? It was like, ooh, weed, bad, oh, bad, you know? Was like, but, but part of it was Amsterdam. They were going through Amsterdam, hitting all the shops, taking photos. And they took a photo of me and, and my partner, Doug. And we're, like, in the shop with all his weed. And he's, like, he's, like, that's Adam. So he had this magazine with him. And he got on a train from Germany. And he, like, fucking got to Amsterdam. And he went to the very first store he saw. And he's, like, do you know Adam? And they're, like, yeah, he's got a shop just right over there. It was, like, literally, like, the first person he, like, went into. And I was, like, that doesn't happen very often in places where you can actually go in and just go to the first thing that's even remotely part of whatever. Without GPS. But he literally, like somehow picked the right shop like this one kid this irish kid that i know was like oh yeah his shop's just around the corner boom like guided him to me you know and it was just so funny because it was like one of those you know he found me with this magazine and it said like the wrong totally wrong name like i was like how do you even recognize because it was at least yeah it was at least eight years later to nine years later something like that at the time but time for another name <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I knew it was you. I knew it was you. No,
3: I, I'm still getting over what you were saying, that um, the fact that a country like Amsterdam, uh, a town like Amsterdam and that yeah. made it uh, legal, mm-hmm. it's one of the first places where oh, all the people that tolerate. live there yeah. don't don't bother with
2: it. Yeah, and that will happen in places that are, you know, like number-wise, like here... Like Everyone's I a
1: transplant here I'm from Pennsylvania.
2: Yeah. Exactly, like nobody's really like the Colorado. And it's not this people from Colorado <laughs> smoke; plenty of people from Colorado smoke. But in general, like the the new kids that are in school and all the young generation, they're like it's less. It's less stony than it kind of was in a weird way, and it probably will go in that direction just more and more because people will be like, "Eh, my brother works in a dispensary. Who cares?" You know what I mean? Like they get over it real fast because, weeds not a big deal. You know, it's, it's the not, pendulum. It's a big deal, but it's not a big deal. <laughs> and that's what's weird about it. It's like it's such a big deal, but it, it really uh, but it isn't. And then at the end of the day, people get like weirded out because they're kind of like expecting much more, you know.
3: But it swings the way you don't expect it, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean. Um, well, we were. I would have never. They would say everybody in the whole town would become addicted or something.
2: <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, like, we're we're in a weird zone now too, <clears> where like, uh, people are still worried about their businesses going. Because of the federal laws. And so it's like, I'm not going to invest. You know, there's billions and billions of dollars waiting to be invested that's not being invested until it goes federally legal. And the minute it goes federally legal, those billions will go in. But it's also, like, literally the gentrification of cannabis at that point where we're all just like,
1: uh, and then the real people that are
2: involved are kind of, like, going to get pushed out a little bit and be like, oh, this sucks. (laughs) Kind (laughs) of like, we're not interested anymore. And then it's really, like, they should have done this 20 years ago. They would have had... Basically, more people would have been bored with cannabis by now than they would be uh, otherwise. You but said there were six states that
3: now it's legal, but legal, you, legal. But yeah. you also said there's many more states medical,
2: that, Oh medical, medical. Medical's like over thirty. Yeah, recreational. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah, from, and that and that's like you know the the danger zone because that's where. It could still go back and forth because if the Feds, if they wanted to, kind of crack down, that's kind of where they would. And but I don't know. I think it's kind of like I, I feel like we're at you know we're we're at level playing field where it would be like okay, our lawyers versus your lawyers in all in litigation for forever. You know what I mean? Grow.
4: And it's just all gonna be good right
3: now. Well, I, I was gonna take a little piece in my pocket back to England. Having that? been on this show, I don't think I will, you know. No.
2: <laughs> when do you going to England? You're not going to England soon, are you? No. 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 End of the month. Oh. Uh, not no. th- not this month. <laughs> no, the uh England's getting kind of looser too. It's kind of interesting to see. Like oh, there's there's a beginning of clubs there. Um it's starting to happen where it's, you know, small, very but there's guys out there like who have literally been selling weed out of their stores for years, and you're like Man, how do you get away with it? It's just because they just have humongous balls, and they don't give a shit, and they just keep getting back and forth with the... And they do their little classics, like...
3: I think the police take a more sensible some, here's attitude. Here's some
2: free there. weed. you got to buy this plastic bag for $40, you know what I mean? It'd There's be a, 40 a lot of pounds.
4: companies that are coming over to, from international, like Australian companies coming into Nevada and stuff. It's really interesting to see that mm-hmm. international expansion coming into the
3: states but our prime minister she thinks it's the evil weed still
2: oh yeah england is always stupid england still has headlines about like every pretty much i think a thousand people or more have died from cannabis according to the english because they every week it's like seven (laughs) died and then you read it it's like wait a minute it says even says in the article it was heroin, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it was just like somehow the weed was the headline, you know what I mean? And you're like, yeah. well, they like they divert attention a lot there. It's crazy. I like, it's very much well, like the weekly news It's
3: stuff. part of the war
2: on drugs. <laughs> of course, of course. And it's, you know, it, it's the remnants of, it's like the, 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 uh, the last sort of gasp where they're kind of like, um, I feel like the, uh, w- they got like three more years, you know and that's the thing is right now we're in this whole Trump bullshit so we we can't really make moves that we want to make but the next opening that we can I'm pretty sure it's going to be like because we're already at the tipping point we're at the tipping point it's like everybody's already said it over half the states which we were at then our medical then you know next is going to be the recreational side which is like the harder one to get people to flip but the minute that they flip it their, uh you know their economy's like we, cause we haven't we haven't seen very very few negative things I mean the only thing that they blame which is they say that more homeless people are here because they get free weed you know what I mean because they can come here and get free weed compared to being in Missouri where you're not going to get shit or somewhere local you know some other close state but it's not like people are flying out here or you know traveling out here just to uh, They're definitely coming here for the weed but they're definitely not like homeless people aren't like making their way out here you know hitchhiking to To just to live a cold better (laughs) life because it's pretty bitter cold here you know
3: i think it's hard when you're leading the way and colorado has led the way yeah
2: well that was my whole connection with the uh the coming here it was like i got to watch holland be that country forever and i was waiting for others others to join like i figured you know somewhere along the line in those 20 years i was there that some other (coughs) country would actually close by would do something but it was like Portugal is the only the only place, and Portugal when it did, it's totally good. Like uh, their numbers are way better; they're way less junk. Cause it used to be like, it's you know how it is. There was a lot more junkies in Portugal than there were in 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 other places. Just no, pro- no. Proportionally.
3: It's being been proven in Europe all over the place,
2: mm-hmm. and you know in Switzerland but and all these places. D- for
3: doesn't stop politicians having a position and staying with it for mm-hmm. a bit. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, it's also who's getting paid, you know, and where they're getting money from, and who's, and that's where it's always like, okay, hmm, oh, by the way, they got like, you know, vacations, and it's always these like, and it's getting, and the interesting thing is now it's like, you know, we heard about whistleblowers once in a while, now it's like every <laughs> every day. So, well, yeah,
3: and they're, they're um, what's, who's the guy that's been in the prison
2: in England in the
3: Ecuadorian embassy?
2: Oh, um no, no. That's that's you're talking about the other guy. There. um what's his name Assange. Assange. Assange, yeah, Assange. Yeah.
3: Well, apparently, that the, the Swedish have given up trying to uh, um, take him back. Really, <clears throat> which was the the basis of everything. That mm-hmm. if he went back to Sweden, mm-hmm. he'd be able, they'd be able to
2: send him to the states. Right. Yeah. Of course. And I mean, it's. It's crazy, though, because, like, you know, <clears throat> whereas there's between him and all these other situations that are going on, you're always, like, you know, it is literally, like, kill the messenger every time, you know what I mean, where you're, like, well, wait a minute. And then he, like, Snowden, too, he, like, if he, you watch the videos that he put out after the fact that he was in in Russia, like, he pretty much laid it out, and it was, like, huh, okay, well, start putting tape on everything. I got. Like, taping up all my cameras and stuff, you know, just because it was, like... Huh. This shit is getting you know totally. uh, It's changing. You know, society's changing. Um, But I think you got to see. uh, I always, I'm always impressed with the the time frame I got from '69 till whenever I (laughs) go, of course. And I think your time frame is. What is it now? (laughs) 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 Yeah, right. But in general, the we're going backwards, man. You get to see these. You know. Gaps in time and changes and stuff. And I mean, you got to capitalize on those time periods when I was just a little, you know, I was a kid and I look at it now and go, like, yeah, I was alive then, but I didn't realize the. You, you never know how good you had it when you had it until later. And you go look back and you're like, you know, now to look at like that whole 60s and 70s, well, 50s, 60s, 70s, those periods were like, get away with murder, right? I mean, <laughs> compared to now, literally. I think. Uh,
3: gratitude if you, uh, you know, whatever went down, even the things that seemed bad at the time
2: mm-hmm.
3: often helped you in a strange way. And uh,
2: Yeah, well, I mean, there was definitely all sorts of crazy shit going on in all those time periods and, like, you know, civil rights, obviously, and things that were serious issues. But at the same time, like, I mean, you were definitely uh, enjoying life <laughs> most of the time, it sounds like. And that was, like, something where very... I, mean, well, I pretty, thought it, it I was, knew
3: what everything was I thought I'd met oh, everybody in the world right I, I really thought I knew everything You're pretty
0: close and, well, and, and got a and, nice list going
3: and then I met Oscar Chazza
2: right and then things yeah well that, <laughs> I realized
3: uh, the only thing I know is I know yeah. nothing
2: mm-hmm. well that's part of part of learning too right and that's like yeah you know the the continual learning sort of spectrum of life which a lot of people don't figure out until later on they're like oh they close off because they (coughs) know it all that's why growing helps i mean i like growing weed for the fact that it's like always learning you know i mean you know you think you meet somebody who's even more into it than you are and then you're like whoa there's like another 10 layers deeper on this stuff and you can you know uh, keep going and this is kind of i think with what you were doing with spirituality same thing you know it's like
3: well i also like the Prehistory stuff at the moment. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, here in this country, they, they talk about that it must be with extraterrestrials. I wouldn't mind that, I'd, I'd find that interesting. But you meet, you're talking, and then somebody really knows about the period. Mm-hmm. And our historians at the moment, they're scared to uh, go along with any of these more adventurous concepts. Because of
2: scholarship. Joel's getting excited now. I can tell. He's like, ooh, That's wait a minute. We're going, <laughs> in. we're getting into aliens now. Now it's getting weird. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, we all have our own theories. I mean, I was like, I, I was fascinated one time when I got super baked and I was by myself watching a fucking history th- or, you know, like a, not even, it wasn't a history or uh, science thing, but it was like. It was about Ancient w- aliens. You were watching ancient no, aliens. No, this is a long wow. time ago. This is a long time ago. This is way before ancient aliens came out, but um, it was just about water and it was about you know all the comets hitting us and all the water coming from different and asteroids and stuff and then i was just like having that moment where i was like holy shit like wait a minute this is like because i started to think about you know how how timeless water is you know you can compare to other stuff you got it it goes off whatever this stuff you just got it goes back in recirculates goes up because i started you know thinking that, about
3: that's now got a name they call it the lower dryas period uh-huh. and people would you know fantasized well, about this happening but they seem to have proved that a piece of a comet mm-hmm. hit the planet about 14,000 years ago mm-hmm. and that that caused like um uh, like a perpetual winter and stuff like that right and, right and so well, thousands of people died off because the deluge caused by hitting the ice mm-hmm. if the story is true yeah um f- flooded everything i mean I think I saw a story once, not from that source, about um, the place between Gibraltar and M- Morocco. Mm-hmm. The water was coming in from the Atlantic, filling the Mediterranean basin, okay. like Niagara at some time. Well, I, I like those sort of ideas, but I can't prove them.
2: <laughs> sure, sure.
0: <laughs> Is that the epic of Gilgamesh? Describing
3: well, the Gil- deluge? Gil- Gil- Gilgamesh comes, you know, from there are many stories about the deluge. I mean, the Bible's Noah, but that's pretty much the Gilgamesh story. But uh, I, I guess there was a big deluge, and, and they talk about floods. Something flood. happened. Something <laughs> yeah, flood yeah. And, 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 and uh, there now, the actually, theory,
0: there was a co- an atmosphere mm-hmm. that collapsed. That well,
3: was well, the the fact that the large piece of the comet hit the planet, so that the stuff that goes up in in the air uh, blocks out the sun for, for a sure. couple of years and stuff like that, um, and that sort of thing does happen. So um, I mean, many. Uh, things have hit the planet at some point or other. So there's always that to look forward
1: to. Uh,
2: right. <laughs> more well, that's, things that's, hitting the that, planet. That's pretty much was our, was our, I think that actually was going to win. Uh, the election was going to be asteroid because people were putting an asteroid. More, more people were starting to put in an asteroid than, than actual names because they were just like, fuck okay, it asteroid Just put that in the ballot i'd rather have an asteroid than any of these people and that became pretty popular i'd say that it was like it was getting wow. some getting some traction like at least like a half of one percent or something like that there was enough to it was like damn asteroids picking up some steam but uh yeah, here's I, an interesting
0: riddle they'll for never you. tell
2: us if it's coming anyway you know, if if, if the, the moon
0: the moon is always facing us right there's one side of the moon always facing us mm-hmm. and so there's this dark side dark. of the moon yeah Okay, so they, they, there's all these crater marks, right? Supposed crater marks on the moon, right? Mm-hmm. So if the side of the moon is always facing the Earth, how do these asteroids actually er, hit the, the moon without first passing through the Earth's atmosphere in, in order to do it?
2: I don't know. So <laughs> understand it's an interesting question, question right? I know, I know Tom's old, but we it's, can't it's really ask him. Cl- the time. It's a flat earther question. Oh, oh. no, yeah. not the flat earther! <laughs> <laughs> don't bring that up.
0: It, it, it separates families. It, it pits yeah. brother against brother.
2: <laughs> <laughs> don't bring your flat earth crap to me, Jesus Christ!
3: Yes, I have heard of it.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: and if he's,
0: he's re- you've read Zechariah Sitchin, do, of
3: course. I, I thought Scientology had that. The, the flat earth thing as well
0: I, I don't Ron Hubbard co- did, he, he, he covered out. um the a flat earth in Scientology I, maybe I I'm
3: just passing another
2: yeah you're just mixing all your th- that was just M- Tom Cruise mixing my metaphors opinion. yeah I don't know I'm not sure if they were flat earthers I know problems. you've
0: read Sitchin's work though Zechariah Sitchin
3: I, know, I can't say I've really read anything I'm aware of I'm aware of them I mean but um, no he,
0: he's the old guy that was like an authority on um, the, the Sumerian cuneiform and um, first brought forth the idea in his book, The Twelfth Planet, that we were descendants from this this um, ancient reptilian oh, race. Oh, oh, the oh, Anunnaki yeah, I've,
3: I've, I think I know yeah. the name of it. Twelfth yeah. uh, yeah. the the Planet. No, there's, there's one, and the, the ter- extraterrestrials, Took an animal because they were mining for gold. Right
0: in South Africa, there's like yeah. lots, lots of crazy <laughs> evidence, <laughs> like physical evidence. And
3: yeah. so, uh, they, their people didn't want to do the work, so they uh, genetically modified, um, one of the simians, you know, I, I, and
0: created what was called the uh, the first atom oh my uh, god it's all right i knew lulu. it would
2: come, come back to me at some point they called it a, <laughs> they called it a
0: lulu actually too so they, yeah they, yeah that's the story though
2: right
3: yeah. yeah there's some great stories out there i had who knows
0: and and with the deluge that he was that that comes back to the epic of gilgamesh thing they're saying that um in um that it was actually either caused or it was known that it was going to happen in like this uh, Noah character in the Bible is um, one of these um, factions that came to us to warn humanity that it was coming to actually, we were scheduled to be destroyed and wiped out as an experiment kind of gone awry.
3: But the yeah. the Whoa, Christian man. version of it is just way after the event. Right. Just like we are even more after the event. Yeah. But, um,
0: it's a dilution.
3: But uh, I think I, I mean, there must be if the wow. Gilgamesh runs there. There's got to be lots more out there. Problem.
2: There's a few more out there. I bet. So I uh, think they were all smoking cameras, though. Now we're <laughs> completely wacky off the mark. <laughs> we're talking about aliens. Lots of covered everything, dude. We did like every show possible. Yeah, we got like ten minutes to go or so. Hey, yeah, we got. If that, 20. you can you can pretty much yeah. kick off whenever you feel. If you if you. T- I'm it? losing my voice. I know. Well, keep, <clears throat> keep, keep, get, we'll get the last little spurt out of you. It then, must have been the water. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm, you
0: smoked a lot, copious amounts of guns. Just
3: inhaling in this little office.
0: Yeah, so, yeah so it's
2: rather smoky. So after the end of this <clears throat> month, you're going to be heading back to uh, London for a bit. And then um, uh, any other...
3: I'm going to be back in London for a while. Got, mm-hmm. um, this is... I, I mean... My friend over there, I'm traveling with him, he's he's with his sister, having a look to see if the place is suitable. Suitable, I bet it is. I'm sure it will be. But um, this was not planned, it was suddenly...
2: Well, that's what we like that's, that's why a couple of days
3: a phone call the next minute he's it. in my flat and the next thing I'm on the plane so
2: that's the kind of friends I like. I like friends like that that just buy tickets and take you and fly all over the world Well, we, so w- so we
3: went to this place nice, Optimum nice Health uh-huh. because it's in San Diego oh, near yeah. there and you just have raw food mm-hmm. and um, and they, they've got exercise lymphatic exercise all stuff like that and you know, colonics or Enemies Whoa. Of, oh, whoa. Yo,
0: yeah. whoa. Uh, basically, Can we talk about aliens again?
3: No, no, no. <laughs> sure. What I'm talking about is that it's a cleansing yeah. of the body. And you, you laugh and say, okay. No, on. I'm just being facetious. But what, I'm, what I'm talking about is that th- this aging is not for sissies, is the famous quote. And I've had to go to a place like that every seven years to... Mm-hmm. Totally clean the body out right. so as to give you more energy to carry on being crazy. Sure. That's it. No. So I, I went to that place. So that was the excuse for coming to the States. So I was a bit nervous with uh, all the political upheavals here. And I, I mustn't talk about American politics. It's not fair. So you're worried. Because I've got a, a, a girl, an ex-girlfriend who's a lawyer. Who thinks I don't take it seriously enough? So, and, and she's you, right.
2: And then you got your uh, your uh, Tibetan Tibetan hat on to live, to be a little extra.
3: Well, I, I, I can't pull it off. Yeah. I, I usually at this stage pull it off and says because I'm bald and yeah. I look much better with a hat on. Right. Is that fair? Sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, for um, sure. I think one of my granddaughters gave it to me.
2: It's, it's awesome but I'm just saying like, they, they you know I've got a few they're of them you. actually they are like oh that looks a little uh, no. uh, I'd forgotten it was there because of these things sure um, so well it's great I mean like I said I always going to seize the opportunity because I had you here it was a Friday and after a couple hours of the other day of talking I knew we could easily fill it three hours and somehow you managed to pull it all off and I'm going to let you I'm going to let you take it easy now while I do my final little bit and then you don't have to like sit here the entire time. You can get no, your,
3: but this, this has been yeah, it's fascinating. Be, it's I been mean, good and it's been great. I, I did it story, story didn't wise. feel like working at all. No, that's <laughs> the way
2: we like to keep it. We like to make it real easy because when people hear like something like radio or Internet, they get all crazed out and then they go, oh, it's going to be so good. Well. I think, like, dude, just like we're talking, like we, you and I do. And uh, same to you, Michelle. So, anytime you guys want to come down and give up, uh, tell us what's going on with dope, or if you guys are—I I think we're going to be talking about some other stuff after a little VIP something. Or, yep. I don't know, a little B 2 B. Exactly. So we'll be doing some more uh, work with you guys, and get you on the show more often. And then KTI over there in the corner is keeping the water flowing, making sure people know what's going on. i did f- Thank you. For, I've had about four bottles. Yeah. That. See, I can't <laughs> believe I can't believe you <laughs> <that the entire laughs> I'm like, where's it going? <laughs> Um, and also Joel for making sound sound good this time.
0: And it was really easy because Mark's really got it happening over here
2: exactly. Um, and uh, yeah, we got. Hey, I mean, Adam. Of Adam. course, yeah, sure. no, no problem. And like you know, we got technically about fifteen minutes left, but we'll see. I'll just kind of go through my. I'll, I'll I'll do something that'll make everybody just get off the air anyway. They'll be like, "What he's doing ads again?" Oh, bro. We got to start counting hype down. Up. We're going to hype up all the stuff that's going on. I'll we'll take an extra five, whatever it is. We're obviously going to hype up right out of the gate. Dope. Coming up in June 25th. And it's going to be one-day thing, right? One day. One it's day.
4: Going to be 4 to
2: 10. 4 to 10. One day. June Boom. 20 June 25th. There it is up on the screen, I think. And uh, we are going to have updates for that. And basically, if you want to get in involved with that, just get go look back on the show. She'll explain every little detail you probably need. And what was the name of that? What was that, what was that website again? Or? It's
4: Dopecupco.dopemagazine.com.
2: Yeah, right. see, I would have got that all wrong. I would have double dope. You double right. doped. I I'll put dope? dot
0: yeah. .co. dot. I was like confused there for a second. Oh,
2: whatever.
4: whatever. Just go online and go to the Colorado just, site, just and you'll find Dope Magazine. Whatever. Dopecup Colorado. Gotcha. It's all over the place. It's all
2: me. over. It'll be up I in your I did manage space. to find RSVP, ABC.
4: or else you won't be
2: able to get in. Yeah, definitely RSVP for that event. Um and on top well just before we do our sponsors I'll mention the Cannabis Country. Cannabis Country. Country? Country. Country CannabisCountryFair.com. Fair com. Cannabis country Fair dot com. All right. Whew. Man, that's so hard to like get that one out. I don't know yeah, why. That's official. I checked it. You double checked? <laughs> double checked it, triple checked. <laughs> and that's uh July twenty first to twenty third, and that is gonna be a limited edition kind of show. You have to be on point with your getting your tickets early because that's going to only have about four thousand people. But it is a camping three-day deal. With um, I know they had like Beats Antique and a uh, few other. Oh, they had uh, Thievery. Yeah, they had Thievery as a headliner, and then they had Beats Antique, and they had a few other pretty decent, pretty decent lineup. Where is it at? Lake At the same place that they do the Enchanted Forest. if you ever heard of that one? So. It, there it is. Is this that's Black it. Oak Ranch, Lakeville, California? That is it right there. Um, and they've got their whole glamping thing going down. So if you got a shitload of money and you want to have your whole campsite all set up perfect for you yeah, and all dope, glamping. Are you kidding? Where it's all super high end, nice, okay, like what? Kidding. And it's like double, you got a queen bed and you're like in the your thing. You're all, can you just bring a blow up if that's the okay? Well, you could do that too, but this is. You, but you want to spend four grand, you can go glamping. Eight grand, six grand, ten grand. Yeah. It's expensive, but some of it's pretty good. they have got a great lineup and it's going to be in a Do that, uh, Glastonbury. The yeah, glamping right.
3: stuff.
2: The glamping well. is big now, yeah.
3: Well, I realize there's a whole. We've never talked about the first Glastonbury, but. Oh, and, uh, we got <coughs> five seconds. You've got five seconds. It's five minutes <laughs> you know. I, It was that In 71. Yeah. Although there was a concert the, the previous year, but uh-huh. it, it, the one that they all talk about was 71. And uh, David Bowie played at that, and right. a lot of people. And uh, it was free. And uh, my idea, I went in the Winnebago. Mm-hmm. That was your big idea. <laughs> and it worked out good because it yeah. rained crazy. Oh, it always, crazy. Does. Well, only it always the, does. Only the first night.
2: But it always and th- then
3: we uh, were getting out in the morning, taking cups of tea to all the people in mm-hmm. bits of tents. Right. And all that sort of energy was going all over the place, and that's kind of why the vibe was so wonderful there. Right. And I still stay connected with the people that I met at that Glastonbury 71.
2: And that, uh, uh, did you have anything to do with any promotion that year? Or no? No, no, no,
3: I, I, I uh, knew John Michelle. Mm-hmm who was uh, a writer about previous history and mm-hmm. not quite uh, E.T., but in that direction. So not he, was he picked out the site mm-hmm. where ley lines crossed. And oh, yeah. And, uh, That's funny. So the, the, the pyramid-shaped mm-hmm. stage was all set up. There was a <coughs> I, and I was just
2: learning about that. Sure. And it was interesting. Well, it's, I mean, it's definitely one of the most successful, even though it's crazy how it does rain every year almost. Yes. And it's like it's always a big mud fest, and the, everyone loves it and yeah. kind of keeps rolling. I mean, there's definitely, you know, and it goes through phases. I'm sure there's plenty of.
3: Well, Joe Strummer had a whole section of Glastonbury for
2: years. Yeah.
3: And it was called Lost Vagueness.
2: That's cool. <laughs> so I like that. Nice. 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 Um, yeah. So, and,
3: and they they've they've made some reminder from him at the site and all the right. rest of
2: it. Um, yeah. Your ki- your your grandkids and kids and everybody all go to that still, or they've been going. I figured they have been that probably be a steady one. have been going
3: them. all the time. Yeah. Right. That's awesome. I mean, in fact, there's a guy from the, that school of Rika that I was talking about that. Mm-hmm. It, it, he has a tent there for, um, you know, when people get freaked out. And oh, all really? so it's a meditation tent. That's cool. And they, that's been going every year, too. Huh.
2: That's, a, that's cool. That's cool. So that's a good
3: way of getting in for free. Actually. There you go. <laughs> now we got angles. we got angles.
2: <coughs> um, yeah, well, that's awesome to hear. We, we covered a lot of bases, that's for sure. And I think... Uh, we had a PS then. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit extra. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, we had a I haven't died yet. We had a bonus. We had a bonus. Now, and we'll we'll get you on again if we uh, if it, the timing is right, or if you're ever got if you're ever anywhere crazy and you want to check in with us. Now that they they know who, I, I call you Uncle Tom, but that's only for fun. But <laughs> you're not really not really an Uncle Tom, uh, Papa Tom, almost for me for a minute there. But no, it's great to have you on. Um, it's great to see you uh, and be able to share some of these cool stories because
3: which we enjoyed together many times
2: yeah yeah and I think it's also good for other people to hear these things uh both live and on the air uh just because it's like like I said there's there's there's, there's, nothing beats authenticity and that's kind of what we're we're trying to be about and you are 100% authentic Sarah you (laughs) that's for sure Uh, either
3: that or I've got a good line of chat oh you got a good you got
2: a good yeah you got a good that that's what my mom always went for was the guys with the good with the good lines, you know. So you got all the. I, f- I'm still in love with your mother. <laughs> 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 so there you nice. go. Li- live on the air, but yeah, nice for sure. Smooth. Well, was, uh, like I said, it was a good, it was a good, definitely a good time period in my life, um, and it's nice to be able to put the face to the stories because now if I explain some stories and time frames, they'll be like, "Oh, that's the guy that was on the show," and then bam, there you go, makes more sense. Um, so thanks for coming through on the Adam Dunn Show i'm going to do my final bits with the uh the guys who pay the bills and then uh, <coughs> you're free to you're free to leave sir
3: oh, well i thank you and uh, and uh, a pleasure being in your family or yours
2: and mine i <coughs> yeah. not sure what it is it is it's 100 percent. thank you sir <coughs> and uh we just want to give a big shout out to new millennium keep these ones nice and short <coughs> new millennium uh is the uh, a local fertilizer here from Colorado and it all is made by some of the guys from the industry who have brought you some of the big names uh, for which I will not say because they just hyping them up but uh, a lot of the stuff that everybody out there thinks is the best of some of the other lines of this same guy right here and he produced this all in one line uh, based on the seasons which is super easy so right now we're working on that springtime stuff still but uh if you're if you're outdoors but uh indoors beautiful plants great weight We've, i've been using it for close to three years now so got plenty of uh runs under our belt so it's new millennium check them out and jumping on over to caesar now caesar now caesar now get your seeds caesar now from caesar now but definitely sights up nice and smooth um 35 breeders under their belt so you can get Uh, the best of the american genetics that are out there uh and he has a total guarantee based on all his stuff too which is awesome i think he's on vacation right now so i didn't get like usually i get like a huge uh list of all the different specials but i think you just go online and check out what they got because they always uh are throwing deals down and um also available uh from them is their other site which is called seedaholics and you can go there and bid on different uh genetics some of them are last packs lost packs people's uh you know one of a kinds and so there's some great stuff on there and you can bid so if you're into that kind of thing it's a cool way to uh help some of those ones are also some charities also which is great um seeds here now.com seeds here uh great recycled uh Medium sort of additive, which you can make into either drainage, or you can use it as perlite, or you can use it as a top dressing for controlling nets All these different uses, one product, actually different styles of product, but one material, and it's also like I said, recycled glass. So there's no shortage, which is awesome, and uh, yeah, you help keep the you know keep the uh, environment organized. On top of the fact that your plants are nice and clean, and you can add that back in and it's fully recyclable. Next. Incredibles. I love Incredibles.com. Check them out. To find a store on their little store finder at the top. You go If you're in town here in Colorado, you can find them almost anywhere because they're like the number one edible out there 100%. It's, just in, on, it's insane.
0: On. Watch the map.
2: Here comes. Oh, Where here you can buy them. Here it comes. There's here so it many. It can't even load. Um, oh, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many we just cover the whole place, just wherever, bro. Yeah, um, bro, they're
0: everywhere. Just like walk out your door.
2: But in general, uh, you can pretty much find them anywhere, which is awesome. And when you do find them, they're always consistently the same. Got the they got the dosages right on them, which is awesome. And they no shortage of flavors. I think the Fourth um, of July shit should be coming out soon, right? With all the pop rocks in it, so that should be the next. Uh, right around now flavor, um, which, you know, who doesn't like Pop Rocks in their chocolate? They got the firecracker. Oh, there is it, is, right it is. That's the one right the there. firecracker. Yeah, that's the one they're going to be hyping yeah. up right around now. Bam. Um, but in general, yeah, those guys are the leaders in quality edibles here in Colorado and also making extracts, yellow, uh, the gold label, I should say is the in-house stuff from the shops that you uh, are standing in at that moment. And then the black label is from their in-house uh, garden, which is re- like, you know, 100% on point. And you can get pretty much like flavor of what these guys are all about from those black labels. And if you can get those pens, get those pens, because they're hard. To keep in the house, that's for sure. Go to iloveincredibles.com to find a store. And last but not least, we're going to have our guys, Jeremy over at Build a Soil, um, on the show soon. I know he's on a show at 7 o'clock uh, Pacific tonight, like so in a couple hours, on um, some other network or some other thing. I don't know, just look him up. But uh, if you want to get in touch with them, you go to 855 877 Soil. Uh, or go to buildasoil.com and you can get uh, any, amend- any amendment you may need. And on top of that, premix soils, all sorts of good stuff. Talk to Jeremy, direct, and or his staff. They're totally cool and super helpful, which, you know, that's always good in this industry. Whew. Okay, so I want to thank everybody for coming through. I want to thank Tom, who just uh, powered through three hours there without a break, which is pretty awesome. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's to torture, my guess. That's my, that's my deal. That's uh, how we roll. Thank KTI for helping out, coming in, being here live. Thanks, Joel and Ashley for coming in and helping keep the sound rolling and people all happy and chilling up there. I don't know what's going on. It's, a couple other people might even show up. Sounds
0: like a party. It
2: starts getting it's getting kind of crazy up there. Um, I want to thank uh, – well, I want to a shout-out to CeCe and Nick out in Sweden right now. Um, see them for a couple more weeks they're gonna have some fun with the fam over there they give a shout out to ace down at the farm shout out to andy for holding it down and rocking with those plants and sunny and uh shout out to all the chat gang for joining in shout out to everybody who i'm sure spring hill and all those guys in england are pretty stoked if they because if they already know who this guy was because they know what's up with Carnaby Street, and they know what's up with that whole history. So it was good to have somebody like Tom on. And I don't know what we're doing next week. We know what we're doing next week? Working on it. Okay, working on it. Okay, working on it. Uh, talk to you guys soon. Uh, send us suggestions if you got some crazy suggestions. Who knows? We can probably make it happen. Peace. <laughs>
1: We don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it ganja.